Hi there. Hi there. There we go. I don't know what's going on here. What is going on on your side? Oh. <laughs> Hi. Hello there. Hi, sorry. <laughs> that's that's okay. What's happening? Oh, I I brilliantly didn't have my headphones plugged in. So I'm like, I can't hear anything. What's going wrong? Oh, <laughs> I was wearing them. I just didn't have them plugged in. That's my fault. I was using them to mow the lawn. Well, not I didn't use them to mow the lawn, but I was wearing them while I was mowing the lawn the other day. Well, that's that's for the best. And Good. Then, and then I uh, forgot to plug them back in, so I was just sitting here with them on, and uh, there you go. Anyway, technical dumdo. Dumdo? I'm ready, yeah, I, I'm, sure. ready for, I'm ready for this show. The hearing's good. The talking's good. <laughs> let's talk for an hour and a half and really, let's really do, fuck this up. Let's do it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. And hello! Good to hear your voice. Yeah, same back at you. <laughs> your disembodied voice. Yeah, this is the way uh, This is the way we are now, where the, the Sneaky Dragon has locked us in uh, separate towers. <laughs> uh, we can only communicate by yelling outside, out the windows at each other. We're, we're just directly across from each other, waiting for our hair to get long enough. For uh, for beautiful princesses to climb up uh, it and help us to escape, he mistook us for maidens, which happens quite often to me. So uh, it's understandable. Now, with the story of Rapunzel, yeah. Uh, so you got your uh, you got your your guy down there who like climbs up the hair. Uh, does he help her to escape? Like, how does that help her at all? Like, it just looks like he's now got a ladder, but she's still in the same problem she was in. Unless he's lowering her by her hair. Out the window, right? <laughs> then how does he get down? Yeah, that's right. We've got a fox, chicken, and bag of corn situation. Like, it, the only thing that could happen then is, like, he cuts off a bit of her hair, uh, makes a little wig for himself, yeah. surprises the person who comes in to check on her, yeah. uh, just clocks them, and, uh, you know, d- does that. That's the only thing I could think of. But aside from that, like, uh, no help whatsoever with the hair situation, Yeah, right? Maybe there's two windows, and so he lowers her down through the one window, but then her hair is hanging through the the whatever it is that she's in the tower, and yeah. then it goes through the other window, and then it hangs down that side, and so then he clambers down that way while she steadies herself against a rock. Well, here's another problem. It's like uh, I don't know if it's a wi- like I know the tangled thing where it's like someone who's like uh, her mom. Yeah. Uh, but in the in the original story, I think it's like a witch or some such. Uh, she's got a door at the bottom. She goes in. Why not go in that? Like that, you're uh, you're the strong prince. Bust that door open. Once you've done that, you can climb up. Get her. Get it. You know. I'm assuming the door upstairs. You can somehow open it. Yeah. And then the, take her down the stairs. This whole hair business. There's no benefit to it sure. at all. You know. Right? I, have a, I have a good idea for us for a new podcast. What's that? It's called the Story Ruiners. And we oh, just, absolutely. We just we just take a story and we just we make it so that it's so it's so like pedestrian. So mm-hmm. this this knight arrives at a, at a castle, right? And then he hears this woman calling, and mm-hmm. she has very long hair. And he thinks, "I'll just go through this door." And he goes through the door, and then he walks up the stairs, and there she is up. And then he like helps her bundle her hair together, and then they walk back down the stairs, get into a waiting car, and then drive off. There you go. Perfect, perfect story. So yeah, like you'll I've never already, you'll never forget it. Like I know I've already on this show ruined Snow White with the <laughs> with the whole idea of like. 
you know, the uh, the evil queen. Yeah. You know, when she's uh, uh, Snow White's the fairest in the land. Oh, I hate that so much. Yeah. I'm going to uh, give her a maple and uh, put her to sleep. And uh, but first, I'll take this potion that turns people into eat, uh, ugly hags. <laughs> give her the potion that turns her into a hag, you moron. <laughs> That's all that would take. The, skip the skip the dumb other step. Um, Maybe it's not a permanent solution, though. Well, how long does it have to last? You know, she hags it up and like, oh, and then uh, runs out of town. You know, I mean, or I bet the woodsman would kill her now. Well, what the the witch needed to do was get in touch with the the eighth dwarf, Bribable, and get him to uh, just bribe him to knock her off. Sure. One of those, uh, who who would you say is the weak weak point? Grumpy. uh, He's your go-to. I think he's... uh, he he to me feels like Mike on Breaking Bad. Like okay. he feels like the tough. I see. Uh, but know, fair. He's but he's stuff. fair though. Like he has but a fair. he has like a, a moral code that he that he follows. Even though he's grumpy, he's he adheres yeah. to a moral code. Yeah, that makes I, sense actually. I'm gonna go with Happy. Oh. Cause, yeah, because yeah, Doc yeah. I think has a certain ethics. Uh-huh. You know, you don't call someone Doc if they're not a little ethical. <laughs> uh, Dopey is all on board for her, uh-huh. and just is too sweet. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. be that. Yeah. Uh, sneezy, but he could be fooled. Yeah. He could be fooled into being a... That is possible. Sneezy might have a drug habit. <laughs> Same with Sleepy. Sleepy and Sneezy yeah. both might be on some sort of <laughs> drugs. Okay, okay. Probably prescribed by Doc, now that I'm thinking about it. Same with Happy, frankly. What about Bashful? Yeah, Bashful's interesting. Bashful inter- has a real sense of self, though, and I think... Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, he, he couldn't live with himself if, if he did this. But I think Happy is a good possibility that <laughs> okay. Happy's just putting on a fake happy face and would uh, betray okay. them all sure, at the drop sure. of a hat. Especially for a, for a pretty lady like the queen, second most beautiful woman in all of uh, everything. <laughs> don't don't tell to, her that. Yeah, though to be fair, mm. there's only two women we've seen in this whole kingdom. Yeah. It, we've seen no other women in this kingdom. Uh, and I don't think we do even at the end. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's all just like uh, oh. everyone else is a hot mess. Yeah. It's, you know, the anim- you know uh, the animation effort was, wasn't worth it to overpopulate the world. So um, now here's one thing I, I think we should point out is that our criticisms of these fairy tales are based on the Disney version of these fairy tales. Not on, not on the actual version. Like I don't. And to be honest with you, I am no I am no folklorist, so I'm no expert on Though you know, here's the thing. When you when you get into the old versions, yeah. old like <laughs> we begin into the Rapunzel and it's like yeah. oh and the witch pushes him out of the tower and he like catches his eyes on the thorns as he falls, tearing his eyes to pieces, blinding him. Is that true? Wanders. Is that true? Yeah. He blinds himself on the thorns. Uh, and wow. wanders through the forest, and things happen, and I guess he gets his eyes back, I assume. Yeah. But, like, they're all horrific stories if you really want to get down to it. Wow. Don't get me started on Little Red Riding Hood. That thing, <laughs> start to finish, whoa. So, you know, uh, you might want to just go with the Disney ones if you want to have a friendly conversation uh, instead of going with the school. <laughs> but, I mean, but what I mean is that often, you know, because they have to, like, you know, kind of, like, tame them, I think that it makes the stories a little more incoherent than they probably actually were. Although they might be incoherent, it doesn't matter. I mean, the point of the stories isn't the story. The point of the story is, I don't even know if the moral is the point of the story. I think they're more like, the point of the story is like, it's just a good story. Yeah. Like, well, there's such good the stories. There's such good stories yeah. that they've lasted to us. They've come right. down I mean, They've come down hundreds of years to us. 
when you've got logic, okay, if you're looking for logic, yeah. there's no musical that works with logic. Mm-hmm. None. Like music, music uh, fills in the gaps uh, with emotion and feeling, and uh, you know, and pushes the plot along. Yeah. But it uh, usually leaves a lot of huge holes of just like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what happened in that? Did yeah. everyone hear that? <laughs> well, did everyone's mind get changed? No, but in reality, what just happened there? You know, was that a thing? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You're right. But, uh, again, (laughs) give her the hag potion. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, dope. Who knows? I mean, it's a potion, so it may not not have had a permanent effect. I mean, would the queen have taken it if she would be permanently hag-like? Well, I'm sure she's or even got had like, the, but even had the risk of not of not having the antidote to to change it. I think she's got an antidote. I know she has an antidote, but but the possibility is that someone could steal it, or she could be in some way prevented from getting back to it. You know, so you know, there's only uh, you know, there's the whatever woodsman, whatever he's the huntsman, the huntsman, uh, yes. and I think that's the only other human in the uh, movie, isn't it? Besides, like the dwarves, yeah, it's like, and the prince, yeah, the prince. So. Who, yeah, who's going to steal it? No one. No one's well, there. there there's, are... there's one guy, and she he's the skeleton in the basement. <laughs> you know, she took care of that guy, whoever he was. Yeah, I think I think you're mistaking. Uh, that's like thinking there's no one in the Avengers universe, the original Avengers, not the, the new fake Avengers. The original Avengers universe, just because the streets are empty at all times whenever anyone's outside. Mm. I just assume, so every, we... I assume everyone's indoors. Let me run a theory by you. Okay. Okay. So... I'm going to say this, and uh, let's go with this. Yeah. Uh, the original Avengers yeah. is actually a sequel to The Prisoner. These are two spies yeah. who were very, very good. Yeah. And they basically did the old gassing them, and they went like, we got to keep them busy, but we can't make the same mistakes we made with number six. <laughs> so what we got to do is we got to do a lot of complicated shit yeah. just to keep them busy and exhausted wow. all the fuck in time yeah and then at one point i think diana rig just uh figures stuff out and leaves and it's like all right she's gone bring in someone else bring in someone else don't and forget don't thing. forget the original girl who was the original girl i can't remember the name of the character but uh it was honor uh, blackman honor Black- was that yeah too? honor blackman yeah okay the black during the black and white uh avengers right so she was the, they were originally spies like legitimate spies yeah. for the british government yeah they they saw something more than they should have mm-hmm. and so they got taken to a different island yeah and yeah. all the adventures are, yeah, are, are on that island <laughs> well it's a big island because it's pretty much all of england england is an island by the way so they already are on an island but it's okay. yeah so this <laughs> okay. they would call it new new england but there's already one of those <laughs> so uh so um yeah, uh, since those shows were running, well, one was on before the other, but sort of simultaneously. I guess they both were, I, I like the idea, but I think it's probably there were an experiment in both cases, which was the best way to break an agent or at least keep them out of the way, mm. you know? Because, of course, The Prisoner is, is, of course, the sequel to Danger Man. Right. Or Secret Agent Man, as it was called here. Both, yeah. Um, both names are true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. There we go. All right. Well, we've solved all these problems. Now, here's the other thing. I would also say yeah. um, that uh, when we're creating these worlds to keep b- people busy, yes, I think um, Wild Wild West is also one. 
Uh, and that's to keep like a scientist busy who's like probably inventing too many things. I forget what his name was, but like he, just too much stuff. So so they had to like go, uh, no, 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 it's the oldie timey days and convinced him it's the oldie timey days. But he still creates things that no one in the old timey days could ever do. I don't remember uh, there being a scientist in the... Are you talking about, Wild, Ar- Wild Ar- talking about Artemis? Yeah. But he wasn't a scientist, was he? He was an well, agent. He was, always a, he was always inventing stuff, right? He was? Yeah, it's like him and the other guy, like uh, Robert the, Conrad. The yeah, Robert Conrad. Yeah, there's uh, that's right. There's James T. West. Yeah, right. He's the wild, oh, sorry, he's the no, wild wait guy. a second. Okay, hold it. I got to get to. Uh, I'm on the. I'm on the damn movie. Yes. Oh, what horrible thing! That, <laughs> that is. Oh, a damn that's movie. a. Uh, that's awful. I feel. I feel. Well, I feel absolutely terrible. I was wondering if you were conflating them because in that movie, the the Kenneth Branagh Branagh character is a uh, is a scientist of sorts. Oh, okay. So I was just wondering if you were conflating the TV show because because the Artemis in the in the TV show he's like a master of disguises. He's okay, always, then where's all the cyberpunk stuff come from? Who's th- who's making that? I think you're thinking of I think you're thinking of the movie, not of the TV show. Okay, you TV, may uh, you may be correct the in this. And, TV uh, show had had I think it did have some I don't know if it had sci-fi elements, but it definitely had like uh spy elements to it you know well it says here it says there, here was, some, there the was some gadgetry but nothing like yeah. you'd see in the movie technological advanced devices used by the agents and their adversaries yeah yeah, yeah. but technologically advanced for the time not necessarily technically technology advanced for our time so they do things like have telephones and, and things like that you know? right but they didn't so shoot, they didn't shoot lasers as i well, remember let me tell let me tell you what they had. But no one could uh, knock the battery off of James T. West's shoulder. That's for sure. Understood. But I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now yeah. what James, what West had for his things. Okay. He had a sleeve gun, which is a Remington double Derringer. Of course. He had a breakaway Remington Derringer. <laughs> he had a breakaway blowtorch, which he had in his boot heels. Nice. Had a, had a lock pick, had throwing knives. That's fine. Yeah. Smoke bombs, impact flares, gas grenades, okay. anti-lock key, what did he, explosive what about, putty. Did he carry a backpack with him? Uh, he's got these things, an acid-dissolving di- steel ball, okay. uh, w- wood-burning chemical he carried in his jacket pockets, also had <laughs> impact explosives, Okay. Uh, and he had a grappling hook attachment for his rifle, Okay. also one for his pist- pistol. Okay. Uh, he had one for his silent pistol as well. It's glass cutter, not that big a deal, I guess. Um, lots more guns. Uh, uh, <laughs> telescopic probe, probing rod. When extended fully, uh, he could uh, probe uh, ten feet around him and uh, trigger traps. <laughs> oh, okay. He had uh, he, in his uh, belt buckle yep. turned into a, 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 a knife. Uh, so he had a knife. Got a lot of knives. This guy had you, a bulletproof vest. I just want to say one thing. Do not hug yeah. James T. West. Nope. Like, don't go up and give him a big squeeze because you're, you're going to die. And also had a put-together wind-up lifter. So you could uh, lift Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. There you are. Well, it's all very useful. But as you can see from that list, none of it is... It's technologically advanced for the time period of the show, which is, like, just post-Civil War. But... Yeah. Also, the train was all jacked up with many, many, many devices as well. But yes, uh, it, yeah, it was all. It was all. I the, guess you the could movie. Say, the, but... the movie is more. I think you are kind of mixing it up with the movie. No, I'm looking at the TV show right now. Oh, okay. This is just a big list of everything. Yeah. We don't have time for me to get into what the trains got. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. And then I, I haven't even covered other gadgets. Uh. Those were just his standard. That's what's in uh. his utility belt most times. <laughs> I'm not talking about his knockout gas in a clay pipe. I'm not talking about <laughs> any of that stuff. I'm not, I'm not talking about. 
his wine bottle uh, that also is a joke snake that a snake will jump out of the wine okay. bottle. And stuff. Oh, that's a good twist on the old peanut brittle thing. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what would be really good is if you uh, you had a snake yeah. and you filled it with uh, peanut brittle. <laughs> they were like, oh my god, it's a snake! And they go like, no, wait! And they just open up the snake. Hi, peanut brittle! <laughs> this is a nice twist on an old classic. <laughs> Excellent. I'll have a good time. And the snake turns and looks at the camera and goes, I hate peanut brittle. <laughs> exactly. There you go. There. That's wild. That's well, well, West, everyone. I've really never seen a full episode. I have. I used. I watched it when I was younger. It was um, because of KCPQ and its uh, its um, strict adherence to reruns from the 1960s, but not popular shows. Just shows that were weird. Time Tunnel, uh, Land of the Giants, Batman, which I always heard about but never saw, and finally saw it when I was a teenager. And went. This is no good. Um, what else? Well, well, West. Of course, I can't remember anything else that was on there. I don't think it's got Wild Wild West, but I was uh, I got the Amazon Fire Stick for my TV. Oh, good! And so upon the, my I recommendation, mas- yeah, yeah, and I, I got like the masterclass stuff, and I've been doing that. That's been fun. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that was on there was uh, CTV's app, and I'm like, oh, let's see what the CTV app is. Mm. And uh, on there they had CTV Throwback, okay, which has infinite old sitcoms on it. Okay, like. You know, you got your Bewitched, you got your I Dream of Genies, sure. you got, you know, all these, you got a, a Charlie's Angels, which isn't a sitcom, it's, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, like you, Sorry, go ahead. It was a com sit, it was a combat situation. Yes. You've got both I Dream of Genie and the old cartoon Genie. You've really? got like, like a lot of weird shits on there. And I decided, uh, oh, I wonder if they got fam- Fantasy Island. Yes. Okay. Every season. Oh, yes. Wow. Uh, and so they also had Barney Miller, which I love that they had every Barney Miller. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm set now. Everything's good. Um, but I decided, like, I want to watch the, this one episode of Fantasy Island. I remember when I was a kid yeah. where uh, Mr. Rourke fought the devil, which is actually many episodes. Huh? Uh, but so I, so I watched this one and uh, the devil is Roddy McDowell. Oh, so I'm like, hey, this is great. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a good oh. devil. That's a good devil. Yeah, and it starts with like you know tattoo going. Who is that man? And it's like, oh, tattoo. He has many names. Uh, and, and tattoo is like, is it Lucifer? It's like, okay, tattoo's just jumping right to yeah. It's it's and yeah, Mr. Rock turns him. Yeah, it's fucking Lucifer. Thank you. Thanks for not like teasing this out. It's like he just needed a vacation tattoo. Sometimes even the devil has needs a vacation. And so really, that's a, that's the, uh, the 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 um the, yeah, this? but but. But Mr. Rourke is like, uh, but he's really here for my immortal soul. Uh-huh. And like, oh, da, da, da. and there's two other plots, one with Artie Johnson wanting to be a cowboy yeah. and one with Benton, uh, who's an old flapper and is in old age makeup incredibly inconvincingly. <laughs> and the Artie Johnson one, like from the start, you guess the entire plot and you're yeah. like, why are we doing this? Uh, but anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and so I'm like watching, oh, this will be so good. Uh, it's so not good at all. <laughs> like, it's like, and and you think like, oh, it's going to be cheesy bad. No, this is just, oh lord, it's very very <laughs> bad. They they have they have uh, the devil being evil, yeah. and you can tell he's evil because he's hanging out with punk rockers. Oh, <laughs> has a big punk rock party. Yeah, uh, some new age, I guess. You know, and it's just like, yeah, these old damned souls up there. Uh, but 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 he says to Mister Rourke, oh, I'm not here for your soul. 
Uh, and uh, he's going to be here for Julie's soul, who is uh, Mr. Rourke's assistant, who is not tattooed. So oh, like, oh, I didn't uh, know there was another assistant. There was, yeah. And so, like, how is he going to tempt uh, Julie and bring her to the dark side? Yeah. And here's how he does it. Um, uh, Julie's walking through the jungle, and the devil shows up and like, yeah. hello, Julie. And it's like, I don't want any part of you, devil. And it's like, uh, oh, Julie, why must we fight like this? And then uh, one of the assistants comes out, like a woman, a uh, Hawaiian uh, outfit with a drink. Like, hey, Julie, I have that drink you wanted. And the devil goes, ha-ha, and uh, waves his hands. And now there's quicksand. And she falls in the quicksand. It's like, help me, Julie. And it's like, well, you can help her or let her die. It's up to you. Uh, you're like, no, we got to help her. Oh, so you want a favor from me? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so throws a branch down she gets to climb <laughs> out and like well now i owe have your immortal soul like oh wow the devil sure is clever <laughs> and that's about the point where i just went i think i'm good <laughs> Back to Miller. huh i i think i would immediately go for the episode i believe it's called the nightmare which oh okay which contains i think one of the very first scary clown images oh, yes yes indeed I think that's something that affected like a whole generation of, of, of kids or I was a teenager, but or I, um, yeah, I guess I was a young, I think I was like a tween at that point when I first saw that one. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not scared of clowns or anything, but I just found it very, a very scary episode for whatever reason. Cause it was just like, it twisted something that, you know, up to that point I'd never seen done as an evil thing, right? Like there had no it at that point or anything. And so I always like clowns because I like comedy and I like, I like slapstick comedy particularly. So, you know, they had all, they're just great. And so then here you are with this evil clown, but it was just the way it was filmed and stuff. I'm sure if I saw it now, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be like, what, what was scary about this exactly? But you know, well, uh, I don't know if you've got the CTV app. I do, but I have the, oh. I have the fire stick as well. Well, there you go. In fact, I have two uh, fire sticks. Check. One's for upstairs, one for downstairs. If you want to, if you want to watch it, I will watch it, and I will talk about it with you. Okay, like. okay. Um, I'll maybe so give it a go. But you let me know if you're going to do that because I'm not watching it for no reason. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do it. Believe me, Ian. Okay. I would never steer you uh, wrong and make you I tried watch, to watch a show for one nothing. One other one, just going. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's just turn on another one. Oh, that's awful. And it was one where they were having a because um, uh, it was what was it? Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the uh, comedian Jack. Something like old timey comedian, uh, you know that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah this guy Jack uh, something who uh, was like on all the Ed Sullivan show and everything. You know, this uh, kind of tough rumble okay. kind of comic. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? I don't, but oh, you, uh, that's driving. I'm me sure nuts. if I saw him, I'd be like, oh, that guy. Like he's a guy who I actually told you a story about where he was on this game show that I was on. Yeah, uh, he was one of the contestants. And then, like on the way uh, back to the airport after he was done, he was in, he opened up his check and saw that it was in Canadian dollars and lost his mind. <laughs> Jack Carter. Oh, that guy! You should have said the guy who insulted Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. There you go. No, okay. So um, Jack Carter was on the Rockford Files. There you go. He was hosting um, a talent contest on the island. Like that makes a lick of sense. Yeah. Like who lives on the island? Like just the people who work there. <laughs> There's Julie Who's- Tattoo. Who's this for? No, ta- uh, Julie's not on board yet. She's not there. Oh, uh, oh, this is pre-Julie. Tattoo is so excited yeah. about being in the talent contest, which doesn't seem right Yeah, that he would be able to enter, but fair enough. Sure. Uh, so he's like, hey, boss, hey, check out my impression. And uh, he puts on some Groucho glasses, and he just stands there and doesn't talk. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a dead-on dead impression. On. Good stuff there. 
Yeah. Get so, back. okay, you think like, well, that's the worst this is going to get. And again, I only got made it two scenes deep before I just was like, nope, pull the ripcord. <laughs> so it's uh, it's uh, it's it's Jack Carter, who's you know one of those famous comedians in the world, and his assistant, played by the guy who plays Gopher on Love Boat, yeah. really wants to be a comedian. And he's going to learn what being a comedian is. So uh, they're they're rehearsing the talent show, and so uh, uh, Tattoo wants to rehearse his act, and you think like, oh, he's going to do the Groucho thing? No, no, fuck that. Groucho's not no, he's not doing that. What he's done is he's dressed up as Liberace. Oh. And he does the beer barrel polka. Like, just slapping the piano. Like, he's supposed to be playing, but, like, not even even close. <laughs> just not even on the beat. <laughs> and I guess he was trying to do an impression of Liberace. Yeah. But, wow. Like, just, just picture Tattoo yeah. doing an impression of Liberace okay. in the outfit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like you just like I don't know is it is it homophobic is it mean to small people is it just <laughs> lame like on what level I don't I don't know there's so much wrong going on right now yeah. that I can't tell you I could not tell you what was what was the wrongest part all I knew was back to Barney Miller for me <laughs> uh so yeah so that's interesting. Is, the, is the love boat on there because I'm, I'm wondering now I'm kind of thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the love boat and then I'm going to watch Fantasy Island. And then uh-huh. it, will, it will feel like I'm babysitting when I was 14. <laughs> now, you got me, uh, now you got me interested here. Because I, I, want- I uh, you know, you get the kids to bed. I finally get them to bed. You know, it was around 9 o'clock. And then, you know, you'd sit down. You'd be like, well, I guess I'll watch something. Of course, it's hard, to under- hard for people to believe. But in those days, there was not many channels. So you'd clunk through what was there. And then you'd, there's nothing. It was a Saturday night. Nothing on. All you could find, if there wasn't like a good movie, all there was to watch was Love Boat and then Fantasy Island. That's all there was. That's all it felt like that was any way entertaining. I have no idea what else I've was I've got on. bad news. There is not Love Boat. I'm sorry. Oh. Love Child, yes. No Love Boat. Oh, that's too bad. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so, so sorry. Oh, they've got the other version of Fantasy Island on there too. Holy shit. The new one? They've got the one with uh, Malcolm McDowell. Oh, okay. I don't know the one. That's a really, really weird one. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, but no, they don't have the movie. Oh, okay. uh, they do not have that. Oh boy. Oh yeah. They got uh, facts of life. You can see that. That's a thing. That's, that's there. Uh, the old TV show family that's there for some reason. It's just so random. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. They got Partridge family, not the, not the sitcom, but Partridge family, uh, uh, 2020 AD. <laughs> that's like animated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what if it wasn't? What if it was live action? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be cool. Wait, 2020 AD? That I makes know, no that's, sense. It's no, that's... it's 2200 AD. Oh, they got it wrong. <laughs> they got it wrong on the other thing. It's like, okay. that's now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was going to so, say, that's, wow, really in the future. Uh, yeah, so the family as the Jetsons, yes. I was just thinking in terms of um, watching something that isn't scary anymore, or it's not that I ever saw it before. I watched the, I think it's called the Dunwich Horror the other, other night. What is that? It is a... It is an adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft, uh, done by American International Pictures, the, you know, most famous for Roger Corman movies. But this was not directed by Roger Corman. But um, it was, I can't remember who directed it, some guy named like Mark Heller or something. But it, uh, yeah, it was okay. It was very, it was interesting. I, and I could see what they were trying to do. Like, they were definitely, definitely influenced by Mario Bava, like in terms of the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was very colorful. And they used a lot of like, Color, colored gel lights in the back backgrounds of scenes so like 
rooms that were in, you know, like say they're in a house, the room in the back, the front room might have like an orange glow, but then the room in the back would have like a blue glow to it. Just to kind of, it was very, it was kind of neat that way, but it was, um, it was, it was okay. Like you know, the problem for what's those. The, what's the idea behind it? Okay. Well, the idea of the film is that, is that there's, um, there's a Necronomicon in it, which is, of course, that was from H.P. Lovecraft, which has been borrowed, okay. borrowed by many different people. But he was the origina- originator of the idea of a, a book of, of um, it's some sort of like, I don't want to call it a book of spells, but it, it contains the information in order to open a portal so that the old gods can return. So like Cthulhu and all his chums will, c- will come back to our world. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen like drawings of Cthulhu or any sort of representation of Cthulhu. But when you do, your first thought is, why does anyone want to bring them back into our world? <laughs> like, what is the what is your end goal of this? Like, you're gonna rule like, beside them, or like to be to be honest, like whenever I see someone, uh, not to get too political, yeah, who's going like, I'm gonna vote for Trump. I'm just like, well, you know, I guess some people want to summon Cthulhu. You I know, that's just a maybe, thing that there is. Maybe that's still, it. Yeah, maybe they're just sa- so chaotic. Yeah, they're Satanists. Yeah, right. And yeah. You're like. You've read the book, right? <laughs> this is not the way to go. Like, yeah, yeah we just want to, we want to, we worship Satan. Well, this is just a bad plan. <laughs> so I could see if Cthulhu was real, that there would be some followers. So that makes some sense, yeah. I guess. We're uh, dumb. <laughs> yeah. So in the movie, um, so it opens with, it opens with a scene from the past, we assume, and a woman's pregnant and she's giving birth, but then it seems to be going badly and she is then, uh, she gets up from the bed and then a man takes her off screen and then, then the movie starts. And so then we cut to a uh, a school, like a university, and a professor, played by Ed Bagley, Ed Bagley Jr.'s dad, right. is is a professor, I think it was named Professor Armitage or something. And he is, he owns the Necronomicon and he they're returning it to the, the school library. But while they're talking, the camera kind of, uh, kind of, you know, cuts to this creepy guy standing nearby played by Dean Stockwell. And, uh, and you can tell he's a creepy guy cause he's kind of hippie-ish. You know, he's got long, mm. he's got longish hair and he's got a little mustache. So this is like early seventies. This is, uh, yeah. 1970, I think. All right. Then that's the time that hippies you know, are creepy. Okay. Yeah. yeah they're still bad. Right. Cause of, you know, Charles, yeah. Charles Manson, you know, and stuff like that. So we know yep. that they prove the point. So then, uh, so then, um, he wants us to see the Necronomicon and he, he, he plays the part really, you know what? He almost plays. He plays it pretty much the way he acts in in Blue Velvet, actually. Hmm. Like he's super low key. He's just like, yeah, I really, I'd like to see that book if you wouldn't mind giving me that book. But then they keep like cutting to his eyes, like, and they're like wide open, and they're like, like he's hypnotizing Sandra D. And I don't know who Sandra D is. I kind of feel like she's some sort of like beach movie person or something. And you mean like, who the actor is? Yeah, the actress. So, so I feel like she well, was. In... I just know her from uh, from the song in uh, Greece. Do you know that song? No. They say uh, name. The name saying yes, Sandra D. There's a, yeah, there's a song about Sandra D in Greece, which okay. is yeah. um, that look at me, I'm Sandra D, burdened with virginity. Uh, won't go to bed till I'm legally wed. Uh, I can't. I'm Sandra D. So she was this uh, vision of purity. Yeah, uh, back then. and I guess that's why she's good in this role because she plays the the girl who's seduced by Dean Stockwell, the the evil hippie. And so his goal is to use her as as the means, the portal to bring to bring. Uh, the old gods into our world and so in the story uh it's it's kind of funny because i assume that american international movies were made for for kids like made for teens to watch 
Like, I can't imagine many adults were like, well, the Dunwich Horror, well, this sounds amazing. I really have to go see this. Like, this is strictly for, like, teens, like, for drive-ins and for, you know, like, like movies, like movie matinees or whatever. So it's very tame because almost all American international movies are, are very, were very tame. They might be kind of, you know, daring, but they were, they never, like, crossed the line. Like, when they, when they, um, released Mary Baba's film, uh, Black Sabbath here, they like cut out like a lesbian subplot in one in one of the stories, and they switched it all. They switched around the story order and stuff like that, because you know they have to keep it pure. They took out some of the more violent bits and things. So, uh, so yeah, so so this so that movie kind of suffers from that. Like, so it has a bit of a a school marmish element to it, but also the fact that so I imagine this movie to me, this movie is like kids watching this movie. So the villain is a, a young guy, young young mm-hmm. man. The 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 I guess the the heroine is is but she's mostly like a passive character in the film like she spends most of her time under the influence under the thrall of of um, Wilbur Waitley as as uh, Dean Stockwell's character is called Wilbur who names her kid Wilbur now but anyway so so um, Wilbur Wilbur Waitley Wilbur Waitley yes okay that's his name and so I just I, I sort of chuckle. I don't know if it's from the original story when Wilbur would have been maybe a more common name. But I think if your name was Wilbur, wouldn't you just say people call you can call me Will. Like <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, and don't call me Willie. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 not, not that. So then so the actual heroes of it, like the, the, the people who are like doing stuff, uh are well, are her friend, her friend, and then the professor, this old guy, and then a doctor, another old guy, and though her friend gets Something happens to her friend. I don't want to give away too much, but so then it's up to the doctor, like these two old guys, to stop the the young hippie guy from doing bad stuff. And I just kind of was watching. I was thinking, like, what a weird time when when heroes in a movie would be an old fat guy and a younger, you know, pretty good looking guy playing a doctor. But still, he's old. Like they make a point in the movie that they're both like old. It's weird. It's very strange. But what was uh, what was kind of fascinating was. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola's sisters in the film, Talia, but this is before she was Talia Shire. She's still credited as Talia Coppola. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. And then uh, the person, I assume this was the actor who forced Michael Fox to become Michael J. Fox because there was a oh. Mi- there was a Michael Fox in the film in a in a minor role as the uh, physician at the insane asylum. Now Talia Coppola is she related to the Coppolas? Yeah, yeah, that's Francis Ford Coppola's sister. Okay, she's so, in she's in The Godfather. She's in Rocky. Okay, so um, uh, now Nick she's, Cage she's, was Nick Cage Adrian. was Nicholas Coppola as well. Like, who's the other Coppola that had to change his name from Coppola? I think that was Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Yeah. Nick Cage. So that's her, two that's two is, actors that had to decoppola. Well, she got married. Ah, that's the thing. Okay, so yeah. it wasn't. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It. Just distancing. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, and ch- her uh, son is Jason Schwartzman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I guess she's I guess she must have remarried and married someone who's the different. But yeah, I think she married sometime and then she uh, I'm pretty sure she got married to someone named Shire and then she she changed her name to that. Now, is there anything Lovecraft? I'm not really familiar with Lovecraft so much. Uh, Me there, neither. Okay, is there any Lovecraft story yeah. that you know of yeah. that has a happy ending where things work out? Nope. Nah, that's that, the thing. That's probably that's not why. the point. I mean, they're they're horror stories. Like you know, yeah, horror, no, horror, horror story doesn't work out. That, like that's not a horror yeah. story. Oh, you think horror stories have to have like a sad ending? I think I think that's like a classic horror thing. Is you know, is for whatever reason. Usually, it's no one's fault, but it all ends terribly. Okay, how about something like uh, like I haven't really seen it, but like how about something like Poltergeist? That's got a happy ending. Is that a horror uh, movie to you? 
Oh yeah, I mean that's horror, but uh, I mean it does end. On, it does. It. I shouldn't. I wouldn't say it ends on a on a question mark, but it does. It does end with a sense that it's it's never over because they they pushed well. They, yeah, but that's them to... being a little paranoid. Yeah, yeah. And they've yeah. actually the thing that they had to deal with. They do really deal with. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all dealt yeah. with. I know. And... I I don't think I I don't think every film. I mean, if every horror movie was just like a relentless grind, it would wouldn't be much fun. But but I but think, I think most. I I have no problem with a horror film that that ends negatively or whatever i mean that's just part of no no but i'm asking if it's like always oh, got to be that like no i don't think so like what i like about poltergeist at least that bit and i do know yeah. that bit, uh is it's it's the kind of movie where like if you know horror movies yeah you think like oh this is where we're gonna have the or is it <laughs> and so it's nice that you know uh they do the smart thing and like yeah. oh, we're gonna take care of this it's like with you know i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil uh by the way uh, an old uh, the, the when they did uh, Halloween again, Halloween H two O. Okay, and they brought back uh, you know uh, Mike, sorry Michael what's Myers, Jim Lewis, right? And so and so you get uh, Mike Myers and Mike Myers is like they've killed Mike Myers. Yeah, and he's Michael like, Myers. Mike Myers is an actor. Well, I know him better than you. <laughs> he he actually said, "Call me Mickey Myers." Is that like, what I don't he said? Think I can do so that. strange. Not many people go that way, but okay. Yeah. Okay, so he's Michael Myers. Yeah. And so you've got the corpse there, and they're like, well, he's finally dead. Yes. And uh, and she's there, and then I th- she grabs, like, either, a, like, a shovel. I think it's a shovel. Yeah. And she just chops his fucking head off. Yeah. There's like, no, boom, head <laughs> off. And that's the end of the movie. And like, good, sensible. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's she's good. learned. Hooray. And that's what it feels like Poltergeist is. These people have seen a horror movie. They yeah. know. Yeah. Like, look, we're just, if, if, you know, if all these horrible things started with this, you know, it's like with the uh, Hellraiser box. We're not like, going to let the kid play with a Rubik's cube later. Yeah, it's like, oh fuck that! You're not, you're not, you're not doing that. They're, they're clever. I mean, I guess the thing with Poltergeist is they they do escape, which is happy. But the thing, the haunting is still occurring. Like the reason for the the reason for the haunting is still there. Like, although whatever the reason is, who knows? But it's not going to follow them to the, well. But you know, no, we got I mean, sequels. that's what I mean. They've escaped. They have but sequels, the, but the horror been... the horror is still there, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just you know it just depends. Like uh. here's here's my big problem with that. It's like if if a horror movie has to have uh, the dark ending, yeah. What you do there is you take away hope, and when you take away hope, yeah, you I think you ruin your horror movie because even if you're gonna even if you're gonna have your last scene be a uh huh, yeah, you've got to like at least dangle that carrot of just like there is a chance. There's a gamble, man. You could you could do it. Otherwise, you're just like, well, what's the point? Just like jump off a building now because <laughs> you're gonna be killed. Well, like I mean, I, I don't. Well, yeah, I guess I guess it depends what you want from a movie. Like if that's what if you go to movies because you need like hope from the film, like you want some sort of hopeful thing or some sort of life affirming thing. Then no, no, no. I then just horror movies aren't really your your bag. No, no. I mean, dramatically, yeah. you need hope uh, in order to contrast the you know what's going on if like you have to have a thing where ripley thinks she can protect newt like if the whole thing is like well there's no way you're going to save newt well then ripley should but that's an action that's an action movie it's not a horror movie okay but it's got a horrific element i'm just saying in this way the thing that makes it has monsters but it's not it's not a horror movie she should she should kill newt yeah then because there's no there's nothing you know go all right let's go with like alien if there was no way for ripley to survive yeah 
like for sure, she should then just open the door and go into space herself, <laughs> right? That'd be better than having something lay. Oh yeah, big... yeah, and that would be. But that also, I mean, that's that's a, a legitimate ending if they wanted to go that way. I'm glad they didn't. I I prefer the ending that it has would where you she consider descends. Consider Alien a horror movie. Yes, Alien is a horror movie for sure. But that's got a happy ending. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. But also, well, like also like movies like um, Terminator, same deal. Terminator is science fiction though. Science. It's not okay. a. It's not a horror movie. It's an action movie with science. Science fiction. It's also. A, it's also very similar to a slasher movie. Okay. Like I mean, the it has elements of that. Miles away from a Jason or a something that's just a something that's like an unstoppable force. But it's not supernatural. It's just there to kill. Yeah, yeah, it's not supernatural. It's fantasy. So that's, there's still yeah. make them up. There's still sure. make believe. Well, that's science fiction. Is also <laughs> full of make them up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's still all <laughs> yeah, just yeah. make believe. But yeah. even in that, you need to have like hope. Otherwise, eh, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I won't say the name of the movie, but there's a very good film about a, a woman who goes to babysit at a house. And the whole point of it is to impregnate her, have the devil impregnate her. And so she has a baby. And the movie ends with her. Well, the movie ends with you think she kills herself in order to stop this from happening. But then the actual end of the film is her on life support as they prepare for her to have the baby. And that's the end of the film. And that's a hopeless ending. That's, you know, nothing worked out for her, obviously. It's terrible. She just walked in trying to make some money and this happened to her. Mm-hmm. But it's still an entertaining film. Like, I don't walk away from it going, oh, life is meaningless or it's too bad she couldn't escape from that horrible situation. And but yet, but you also have, if you're going with that, yeah. then you also have, like, The Exorcist, which is a movie that does have hope, that has, you know, sacrifice, mm-hmm. that has, you know, uh, because, yeah. you know... And that's a tough one there. Like you could go with a well, the devil is stronger than God, and yeah, so which the devil, is which is a dumb, which is a dumb, it's a dumb thing to do. So you, you know, have, you have so, to be careful with that. I think. Yeah, so you know, that's definitely like one of the. I'm trying to think now. What are the most res- respected or like critically acclaimed horror movies? Yeah, yeah, and which which of those end positively, and which of those end with the uh oh spaghettios? <laughs> you know, we made a mistake. Like I, I know think- you love the ending to the ring. Because yeah. that's a good, you know, it seems like we're going down a good road, but yeah. whoopsie doopadoo. But even when they, even when they escape, I mean, the last scene of that film is her driving her son with the tape to visit her dad so that her son can make her dad watch the movie. So her dad sure, dies sure. instead of her son. That's the thing. It's got a dark ending. That's to a it, very yeah. dark ending. So, I mean, it's, there's no real solution to, in that film. The, the only solution is to selfishly escape, you know, have your son escape by sacrificing your father. So it's, uh. It's yeah, it's a pretty bleak film, and that's I think I like that a lot because by that point there'd been a few films, uh, Sixth Sense, and The Devil's Backbone, and the others where the 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 ghosts were good, and I just found that you know at first it's like a, oh that's a great twist, and then after a while you're kind of like okay I get it the ghosts are good, but what what is this getting us in terms of scariness? It doesn't seem to be it doesn't it seems like a cop out as well, hmm. and so I liked The Ring a lot just because it felt like that was just like a movie that didn't didn't uh, cheap out on its ending now i don't like a cheap like i feel like you know you if you have a movie that ends okay when i say that it's it's something that i when i say that i don't mean that it's always that way or but I, how i feel is that a story has to follow its its own path now if it's a natural path for that story to end in a in a in a positive way let's say ripley and alien like i feel like that's the way the story should go that if she died it would feel like the movie just purposely went dark for no real reason other than to 
you know, just to be cool, you know, like in a kind of a cool seventies way, like, ugh, life is, you know, it's all Watergate, man. But, <laughs> but then, but when I watched this other film, whose name I didn't say it, partly because I can't remember what it's called. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, um, it feels like that's a natural ending to that. Like if, if it went any other way, it would just feel like, I mean, it wouldn't feel like it was cheap, but it would just feel like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't feel as kind of like, oh, what a trap, you know, like, oh, this is terrible. That kind of ending, you know, to a film. They can go both ways. I mean, I think The Babadook is a very scary film, but also has ends in a heartening way. And I think that's, that's very good because the film is about, it's about dealing with depression and dealing and working through, you know, all these negative emotions and the, and the evil in the film is a, is a outgrowth of that. And, and when she, and her coming through the other side of it is, it's a, you know, it feels like a natural part of like a human life that kind of the, you know, the movie has this sort of, element that's emblematic of it but then you have other movies where it's kind of like a twilight zone twist in the in the ending of it and that works too you know like if you can make that work i think that's very clever yeah there's still uh it's i always think of like the worst twilight zone i ever saw which was uh, one. one of what's that the book one the reading guy the, Burgess oh Meredith. no 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 that was that was that's fine uh, um no the this was much worse okay. it was it was it was in one of the kind of reboot ones oh okay it was, it was the sorry. one with i've uh, not seen those uh i believe george r. r martin was like one of the writers mm-hmm. not on this specific one probably sure. yeah but like you know you, you get what the rules of twilight zone are you yeah, know yeah. it's just like things are a little twisted there's an ironic thing mm-hmm. there's whatever and so it was these people that went into a warehouse and they were like, I was like what's going on in this warehouse it's like, well, it's abandoned. Well, I don't know why this warehouse is abandoned. Then they see, like, uh, there's a lot of cobwebs around here. Oh, yes, lots of cobwebs. Sure are. And then they hit the button to a, an elevator. It opens up. There's a giant spider in there. Grabs them. Pulls them up. Uh, then uh, uh, one that was holding a flashlight, the flashlight falls to the ground, cracks, and then blood falls down on the flashlight. Yeah. And that's the end of it. What a twist. It was There was a giant spider. Huh? <laughs> What a, what a world. Yeah, that's just dumb. By the way, everybody, racism's wrong. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is that supposed to teach us? What the don't, shit was that? Don't fear that's, the other. That's, that's like nothing. What the hell is that? That's absolutely nothing. It's just like yeah. you'd be going through a, do you want to get a burger? Oh, yeah, let's go through a burger. Let's go through the drive-thru. And then you'd go through the drive-thru uh, instead of uh, <laughs> instead of the, the, the teenager. There's a bear. And the bear just grabs you and pulls you in. And the bear's eating you. Yeah. Huh? You thought you were going to have a meal, but the bear is eating you. That's actually too much irony. <laughs> that actually has a little yeah. bit yeah, of that's a actually, you're, you can't okay. You can't write that bad. That's your problem. Okay, here's what it is. Okay. You're going through the drive-thru. Yeah. And like, I'd like a burger, please. What do you say? I don't know. Then you get to the thing, and the bear's got a gun, and the bear just shoots you in the face. <laughs> and that's, and then the car blows up. Yeah. The end. The end. Twilight Zone. Done. How about you're ordering at a fast food thing, and then you hear like a rah rah rah, and then you go around, and then there's a bear in the window, but then a bowling ball drops down on your car and kills you. Okay, I like that. Here's another one. <laughs> okay. uh, and the moral of that story is don't fear the other. Right. Okay, so there's a so there's a guy, and he's looking through a window at like the babies. <laughs> okay. And oh, yeah. All right. comes up and goes like, how? Uh, you, which, which baby is yours? And the guy uh, turns and goes, I'm the devil. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, that actually makes sense, though. Oh, because he's he the devil has all these babies. No, no. It's just like, I mean, (laughs) if you think of the devil, like the incarnate incarnate evil incarnate here, he is entranced by innocence. 
Oh, okay. See, you it's know, really actually, tough to make that, one that makes no sense. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, I guess it's uh, that's actually kind of like a good okay, start to here, one. Here's what it is. Okay, so okay. there's a gym, yeah. uh, high school gym. Yeah, and they're playing. Uh, uh, they're playing volleyball. Yeah, and uh, I like and, it so and far. The, and the one person's going. I'm so tired. Hmm. I'm so tired. But these are the championships. We need to. We need to beat them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. And so it picks up the ball and yeah. then looks at the ball and it's the head of the president. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like wish fulfillment. Oh, okay, but I'm talking like this is back in like the fifties. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So he's holding okay. Eisenhower's head. Yeah, it's Eisenhower's head and yeah. Eisenhower's like head. And then they, they go like, You're under arrest for the murder of the president. <laughs> <laughs> like, takes him away. <laughs> he says, I blame the military industrial complex. Don't don't make this political. <laughs> and then and then a bear's outside with a gun and just shoots you all. Like, where did he get that gun? Yeah. It's like, well, killed a hunter, took his gun, yeah. and now he's like, Oh, I'm Mr. Make- King of the Forest. Look at me, I got a gun. Making too much sense now. Then a giant bowling yeah, ball too- falls down and squashes him. This is a damn problem. Yeah, you get- it just uh it's too, it's too much it, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. All I'm saying is good for Jordan Peele. They weren't all great uh, this season, but mm. by God, they were better than the last couple of times they tried these. So yeah. good, good, good for that. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> so uh, how's uh, how's everything with the world of isolation? You doing okay? Like uh, you're still uh, you're still going out to work and everything, right? Yeah, still working. Work. Okay. We're, we're an essential service, so still working. And actually, we're really busy. Really busy. I have people. People are now all on board with how things work. They get it. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, there's still a few people that are like, oh, you know, you know those, you know the people I mean, right? When you talk, tell them about the the, the this illness, whatever, they roll their eyes like, ugh, illnesses. Do you know how many yeah. people die of the flu every year? It's not the yeah, flu. Yeah, they love bringing up the flu. Yeah, <laughs> it's worse than the flu. No one's had it before. The flu's <laughs> been around forever. We never had this before. We don't know how many people it's going to take out. Also, you know, there isn't a cure really for the flu that much. Like when you get a flu vaccine, yeah, they're guessing. Yeah, they're guessing what type of flu it's going to be this year, sure. and sometimes they don't get it right, yeah. and then a lot more people get the flu. Yeah, so it's like it's not like well, we really nailed the flu, not yet, even that, even that. But I mean, the thing is, is like the flu's been around for a long time, so you know that that part of the population that was super, um, uh, you know, the word I'm looking for, right? It's yeah. that are. Um, Vulnerable to vulnerable, yeah, they're they're really vulnerable to 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 its effects. They're gone, you know. They've gone over time, and so. But with with this novel illness, there's you know we have not had that call, you know. So the sad part of it is that it's not we're not like all this stuff is in no way going to help us. Everyone not get it. Like it's going to make its way through the population. The whole point is to slow down its effect so that we can. We can work through it, not be overwhelmed by it, and end up like New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, so there's it's a fella, a, you know, it's just like ahead. sorry, I was just gonna say I was reading it. I was on Twitter the other day, and, and a friend retweeted. I don't know what she was thinking about, but she retweeted this guy, and he's like, uh, seven hundred and seventy-three. We're nuking our economy for seven hundred and seventy-three people, and I assume that I, I guess he meant deaths. There's been seven hundred and seventy-three deaths, which I don't know. Like if you told me that, you know, I would have to go without going to a restaurant for a couple of weeks. I could, you know, or I could go to a restaurant and 700 people are going to die, or I could not go to a restaurant and 700 people are going to live. I think my response would be, I think I know what my answer would be to that. Like, it just seems weird to me. And the fact is, that it's not about that. It's about 
pro, you know, extending, you know, like keep, you know, this idea of flattening the curve, the idea of keeping it as a level growth rather than a sudden upspike in death and suddenly it becomes a, a major problem and we have so no that hospitals bodies. can actually take care of the people that yeah so that there's not well that are, yeah taken. that all our systems keep working and we don't end up yeah. with you know typhoid and all other kinds of problems you know so yeah it just i mean doesn't make any sense to these people but oh well i guess if they want to protest i like the fact that this protest in michigan i think it was they're in their cars honking yeah. like tying up traffic i mean Hey, if, and blocking an ambulance from getting to the hospital, which was nice. Oh, was, that's a great, was, that's a great one too. That was fantastic. Yeah, good, good job, guys. And then, uh, but I just like the whole cowardice of them sitting in their cars, proclaiming that the disease isn't that bad. It's not. Well, why are you in your cars? Are you going to stay in your car at work? Is that you're going to go drive to work? <laughs> Sit at your desk in your car? Yeah, this doesn't make any. Uh, just oh, well. it's just amazing the amount of people. There's a there was a guy, and again, here's I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what the right response is to this, but there was a, there was a guy, and I, I'm not gonna say his a name. Kick. Fuck him. Yeah. What's that? I said a kick. I was his name is not a million miles away from what you just said there. Okay. Uh, uh, but He's a he dick? was. Do, okay. He, yeah. Okay. We're getting very close to his name. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's like him and, you know, he started a protest at City Hall. So uh, it's a, you know, it's people gathered together there. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, but not that many people, like maybe no. 20. Yeah. And then later on, he's like walking down the street and he's protesting still more and he's doing a live kind of thing online and what have you. And you're like, does it make sense to call him out on this shit? Or is that just giving him more publicity? Yeah. Or, or they took a still photo uh of of the thing and and like directly behind him you see a guy who's like holding a sign saying fake news uh, he's but that guy is is now doing the uh, okay symbol which is a white power symbol oh yeah so you got a white power symbol next to him there's a guy with a flat earth shirt and i don't think he's being ironic <laughs> no. a little bit next to them there's yeah. a couple and they're there with their little daughter and that's where you're like the, this is where it kind of stumble bums for me. Yeah. Because there's one part that goes like, oh, fuck, they brought a kid here. Well, that crosses a line. And then you go like, wait a minute. But that's not how the disease works. The disease, you know, by gathering together, you're now increasing the likelihood that you're going to pass the disease on. So, you know, you're you walking down the street now is like dangerous and spreading it. You're now, you know, you, you are endangering other kids that we're not seeing by you doing this gathering together. Yeah. But they don't they don't give a they don't give a damn about that. But yeah, seeing the little girl was just like holy shit. <laughs> um, but I, you know, he put he, so he put his videos up on YouTube and basically got like a million hits uh, on that because okay. there's a lot of people who are on board with that. Yeah. And uh, I re I reported the videos because I'm a narc. And um, <laughs> careful to get stitches. Yeah, I'm fine. I'll take them. I'll take them stitches in a hospital that still has beds, um, because uh, it's it's endangerment of uh, it's endangerment. It's like endangerment of people, harm, self harm. Yeah. It's endangering a child. Uh, like a lot of obvious things uh, were were in that, and so that got taken down. And then he like lost his mind about that, and then uh, he put up another video about how he's losing his mind about that. But I included some of that video in it, so I reported that one, and that got taken down and lost his mind about that. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, you know, basically called him a, an idiot. Seth Rogen, uh, you know, came at him pretty hard and, and and stuff. And I don't know whether or not the best thing to do with these boobs is to give them focus or just ignore them. Uh, because if you ignore them, they do build their little communities online. And there is enough heat there from people who will go, yeah, 
you know, and 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 they'll feel like they've got someone behind them there. But do they actually? Are they dangerous? Are they actually going to like? Is it is it worth making a thing out of them or or not? I really I really don't know. Yeah, I well I don't know either. I can't answer your question. Was it a yeah. rhetorical question, or did you want to well, answer? <laughs> well, here's the thing. We also and again I don't want to name names here, but someone who was a mutual like especially was a friend of yours. Uh, I had uh, I had a, a kind of heated debate about this online because her attitude towards it was. Well, this is a protest, and they've got to be able to have the right to protest. Okay. And so, even though she didn't agree with everything, this is the, this is the thing I dislike when people say, "I don't agree with everything they're saying." Or we want to break down the parts you do and you don't. Yeah. But like, I don't agree with uh, everything they're saying, but you know, they got to have the rights to uh, to protest this. So either you care about you know uh, freedom or you don't. And it's like, what? Well, yeah, oh, but you're the problem with that argument is that I mean, they have the right to protest, but you don't have the right to protest while standing in a fire. And bringing other people to stand in a fire, like that's not that's not a right. Like no one has that. You know what I mean? Like, like you have, of course you have a right to protest, but you don't have a right to endanger other people and yourself. And this was my thing: was it wasn't the words, it yeah. was the actions, and the actions yeah. are uh, is is raising the risk of spreading the disease to other people. Uh, and and their and their take was no, it's got to be. You know, you got to either care about you know uh, your right to free speech, and, or 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 you don't. Because they've got that's you know basic. I guess it's like more important than the safety thing, and uh, strongly disagreed and got blocked and so on and so forth. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that mature. Just, love the mature response. So were you were you arguing? This is what bugged me was like it's a person I know, right? Yeah. Like it's a person I generally know who's a functioning human being who I've seen many times. Yeah. Who 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 in all other respects, I'm like, oh yeah, this all makes sense. I you know I'm fine, but like it's just. Oh, this is someone who like thinks this is this is okay. Mm. I'm like, how? It's just how I don't get it. And if this person thinks it's okay, does that mean other people think it's okay? You know, and that's my worry is that that kind of thing is building up to the point where you get like a Michigan or whatever, and they're like, we're all going to go out and protest. Hell yeah! And then you get all these people going out in their cars and like, well, individually, I'm sure you're fairly smart people, but like, holy shit, how did you? How did this mob mentality dumbness all come together? <laughs> and what is the tipping point yeah. for this uh, to occur? And how do you stop said tipping point? Yeah. I, and I don't know. Solve uh, the problem, Dave. Solve it. You're smart. Yeah. Well, um, here's my idea. We'll, we'll, we'll get them to go on an elevator that has a spider in it. A giant spider. <laughs> then they'll find out. See, that's risk. That's right. Don't fear the other. And then the spider goes, I'm really Buddha. What? And then they go, what? <laughs> what a twist. Who wants to go to see Nirvana? Huh? Gizmet. But, Chomp. But then, it's, but then it's the band. Like, oh, what? what's Nirvana oh, doing up there? This is really, and only, yeah. and the two two members are still alive. This is a really strange part of it. <laughs> we're I just, think you have to we're just visiting. to go to Nirvana. I think you can just show up. Oh, I is that right? Oh, okay. I'm I not, don't I've I, never I'm not been. Clear. Yeah, I'm not clear on it, so. I've definitely mm. never been there. I've never even reached it as a as an idea. Now on a now on a change of uh, tone, mm. uh, uh, have you? I, listen, there's no sense of time for me. Okay, so okay, yeah, really, that's I, I don't know. Have has Easter occurred since we last talked? Yes, I have. I have had my fill of sugar, sir. Okay, so how you how's uh, how was your Easter? What did you what did you do? How'd you celebrate? What'd you do? Uh. Because you were for Lent, you were off the sugar. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Super Lent kicked in, <laughs> and the world shut down as well. I know it was kind of weird because, like, you know, 
going without sugar, normally it's like, oh, no sugar. <laughs> but this time I was just kind of like, like, you just kind of, it doesn't even occur to you that there's so, much, so many other things that are happening. You just, I didn't even think about sugar. I didn't eat it, but I didn't think about it, you know? Like I didn't okay. dwell on it. I didn't it go, like, oh man, I wish I could go and get a blizzard from Dairy Queen, <laughs> which is often my thought during Lent, you know, or, or more likely, oh, Saturday afternoon, you know, what's good? would it be good? A Slurpee. Oh, poo. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's nice. I still haven't had a Slurpee yet, so that's that's on my list. But to be honest with you, because of what we're going through right now, I'm 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 uh we did we did eat some dessert tonight because it's uh Lisa and my's my anniversary. So Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. How, how so uh may I ask what the anniversary is or is that too personal? Uh it's for our wedding, for our marriage. Very good then. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, that's not too personal. No, it's what, 26 years. Okay, cool. But we started going out in 1987, so it's considerably longer than that, that we have been a couple. Nice. But uh, we did not marry until I, as been explained on the show, I passively, aggressively, uh, um, whatever the word is, <laughs> she was. Well, I'm not going to say it. Don't, don't, you know don't what the, leave it open for me. I uh, proposed to her. I passively, aggressively proposed to her. Okay, good, good. Okay. That's the word. By knocking her up. But anyway, so, so yeah, so we actually, we got a, we got a new barbecue for our anniversary. Just we decided okay. we because we don't have one, so we decided we should get, we would get one because our plan is to to finish the deck this year. A definite plan. This is not a this is not a what might happen plan. This is going to be a definite. It's got to happen this year. So. Now hold it. Let me do, let me just make this really really clear because okay. like listen, there's a lot of people out there that are listeners and they're all yeah. they're going through rough times right now. We're sure. all going through a lot. There's a lot of sure. stress. They don't yeah. have a lot to look forward to. Sure. You know, maybe they do have stuff to look forward to, but you know, it's it, a lot of stuff is unstable. We don't know what the future will hold. Exactly. That's true. So, so, so here's what I'm going to say to you. Are you saying to me yeah. and to our listeners, because yeah. do not bullshit us on this, okay. that we're going to have yeah. more deck talk. We're going to have more deck talk. This is going to be so you're saying, deck talk okay, season's coming. Listen, don't make this an idle promise. Like this is important. No, this is an idle. This is an idle threat. That's not an idle promise. <laughs> okay, it's an idle threat. It's going to be more. going to be more deck, more deck talk. talk. Yeah, yeah. Now you sent me a picture of your barbecue tonight. I didn't send uh, a picture of the barbecue. I sent you a picture of of the chicken. Yeah. Uh, standing standing with near our steaks that we're going to go onto the barbecue. Okay, but you didn't. I so the barbecue isn't in the picture. Nope. That was the stairs. I think that you're looking at. Oh, very good. Okay. Yeah. So. You still you have two chickens, so I do have two chickens. Are we gonna have yeah. both deck talk, yeah. and chick talk? <laughs> we might have both because all look, right. I want to tell you one thing: when we get this deck, it's gonna have railings, and those railings are gonna have a gate because we're not gonna have chick de- uh, chickens on the deck anymore. Because I don't need to be sweeping poo off the deck every day. That's my that's my unless new... <laughs> it's unless it's human poo. That's fine. Because we go. don't know what the future will hold. If you got to go, you got to go. I'm not going to. Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. And it's your home. It's your right. And as we know, uh, you, you know, freedom above health <laughs> is, uh, is, yeah. is the way we do things in Canada. Well, it has been, you know, how I mean, we did have a, okay, we have had the deck with a, with like a coating on it, which unfortunately I, I did myself and I didn't do properly. So it failed. And so I had to take it apart. And uh, it's ever since then, it's been sitting with a tarp on it. But I think it's been over a decade that this deck has not had railings on it. So, oh wow! So yeah, we're we really we uh, yeah we're gonna get it done this year. This is this is it. So right now the barbecue is on our patio below the deck, not on the deck itself, just because I don't want a hot uh, barbecue on on the tarp because I don't want the tarp to get uh, damaged right now. I just don't want any leaks. So 
No, that makes sense. So yeah, so it was down below, but it was very nice. We had steak for for dinner tonight, as as did you, I think, because you showed yeah, me a we picture. Did, yeah, and uh, but we we bar- did you barbecue yours? No, I just uh, I just I had to do it fast because I had a podcast to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was I was making it and uh, and uh, yeah, it was just it steaks are really easy to make and really yeah, fast. So yeah. I I just need something quick tonight and did those up. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty quick for us to, to do. What what took time is on my way home, I had to stop and get a, a propane tank because we, our old propane tanks were um, expired. So we took those to the dump where they have, I just didn't throw them into the dump, but they have like a place for returning old um, expired propane tanks. So you just pay a deposit and you can leave a tank. Yeah, I think our transfer station is, is pretty much closed right now. Uh, till they get some things together. Okay. Uh, I yeah. think the dump. The dump is uh, yes. The transportation. I know. So we're building up on uh, a lot of uh, mm. uh, you know stuff like styrofoam and uh, and other other business. Um, you know, because we're good people and we don't throw it in the garbage. Good, good for us. That uh, means we got please, bags. Please pat stuff. yourself on the back for me. Oh, I I I, I will. Good. There we go. With the little the remaining steak. There it goes. <laughs> done and uh, done and done. Um, but oh, uh, the other exciting news. Speaking of TikTok, no, speaking of TikTok, this weekend, yeah. Sunday Sunday afternoon, I was mowing the lawn, the, mowing the lawns, and I uh, discovered. Wait a second, this is yeah. official TikTok. This is official TikTok. We should do the we should do the uh, the thing. Oh, okay, okay. All right, ready, ready. ready? So, do I do the buck buck, or no, do you do the buck buck? I do it. Then you you so ready? TikTok. Nice. So this is uh, as we discussed last show. I said that we we're going to do a literal egg hunt. This, this weekend or last weekend because the chickens had find, found a new hiding place for their eggs. And so on Sunday afternoon, I was, I was mowing the lawn and while I was, while the lawn was off and I was, you know, uh, emptying the bag into another bag, emptying the grass into the, one of those pl- paper, uh, you know, green bags or whatever. And then uh, one of the chickens started like uh, bucking away, making a lot of noise. So I walked over and they're standing on a bucket being very proud. And then I looked down, and there was the other chicken, and she was in. She was sitting inside a bucket, like on the ground. It was like oh. it had fallen over. So you had a bucket of chicken. And so yes, that's right. And so she wow. was she was literally bucketing. Anyway, so then when she left that a little while later, I went and looked in the bucket, and there were eight eggs in there. So that was good. It was a good find, and they were really like pristine, unlike the ones that we found that were in the Mustang uh, shed. The these. Uh, which had been there for a while and had been pooed on and other things. These ones were like nice and pristine. So it was, it was a good find. Good find. I was very happy. And I just put the bucket back the way it was. And I'm just hoping that she'll continue to lay in there. Because I think the problem is, is that I don't have a proper place for roosting or brooding or whatever in the in the in in their coop. So I need to do an, an addition. I need to do like a, I need to like, um, you know, like have a, an, an add on to it. So I'm gonna have to figure out a way to, to cantilever some more some beams out and then I'll support a little like root because I think they need like a tight I think they like to like back into a tight space that's where they're comfortable to lay mm-hmm. and so that's that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna put like some some like little narrow slots like two slots in there and then they can like use those and, and lay and I'll figure out some way to have the egg roll down safely into a, a collection spot I gotta say look chickens bless chickens yep um but if your whole thing is to not be eaten, don't don't get into a bucket, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, that's just asking for trouble. Yeah, that's just like yeah. climbing onto a plate and lying down next to some stuffing <laughs> and just taking a nap. 
<laughs> you know what? We did not breed them for smarts. Just going like, I'm too hot. I'm just going to pluck myself and just rest in this oven for a while. <laughs> yeah. They... You know, just uh, it's a real trust game on my side of things. Anyway, you know. Oh, you know what? I love eating a lot of butter. Let me just eat a lot of butter. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, I spilled some on myself. Oh, no. Let me try and wipe it off of these sage leaves. Oh, no. I'm getting it everywhere. Unless I'm going to take a nap. Is this, this Come chicken, on. This chicken still has feathers on it, though, right? No, I said he plucked. Uh, oh, he plucked she, himself. She plucked herself. Oh, plucked herself. Okay, she plucked so. herself, yeah, because yeah. she was feeling hot. <laughs> that's, that's very convenient. Yeah. That's a good chicken. I wish we everything's could a, Everything's about, yeah, self-plucking chicken is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I, I have no desire to eat our chickens. I, they're too. They're too great. Yeah, no, you know your chickens. Of course, of you don't want to eat chickens. A couple of characters. Also, also, chickens not expensive. There's just be no reason to. Like you know, your chickens, you actually get eggs out of. It makes it makes a lot more <laughs> sense. Like even if you were a bad human being, yeah. And we're just I've got no feelings for this animal that I've named and cuddled with. Yeah. Uh, you I know, you still don't, be like, don't cuddle with chickens. But anyway, go on. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but like, uh, you know, but you're kind to them. You talk to them. Yeah, that's true. You know, you do all this stuff. I feed so, them blueberries. Uh, yeah, you feed them blueberries. You give them a massage. A nice, nice massage with butter. No, wait, you know. Um, I like to, but, uh, I like to hand feed them um, their their hand scratch. Like when I come out, when I come outside, they always run over to me because they know that I'm gonna I'm gonna emerge again with a handful of hand scratch for them, and they can peck at it. Yeah, they're they're really good. We've taken now to uh, we because we we now end up like up in the morning somehow uh oh, so dear. yeah we end up like on the back porch uh yeah we got a porch because yeah. we're millionaires no, we, just, <laughs> yeah, we, we on the uh, we're on the back porch and we'll have some toast or some tea or coffee or something yeah and nice. uh it's very very nice it's been a beautiful yeah. day and we feed uh the we feed the birds so we put uh you know some seed down on the railing and so some birds come and land and then we also have like a hummingbird feeder so the hummingbirds come nice. and it almost feels like when the hummingbirds come they come and they eat the food then they look at us it feels like they tip their hat a little bit <laughs> and then they take them off uh but the birds come and like they're very confident now with us and it's uh, it's been very very pleasant we don't have chickens but we do have just random birds that yeah, seem okay. to now uh we have a relationship with yeah, the birds like to come around too because they like to they like to partake of the chickens' food as well. Yeah, and uh, especially the, uh, in the winter, it's a little less now because there's more there's more uh, variety for them. Yeah, there's more options out yeah. there. And uh, the eagles uh, down the street are, are back too, so we oh. get to see guys flying overhead, which is pretty neat. That's, that's cool. Yeah, it is. It's like hey, eagles. This is this is pretty good. Yeah. This is good. And then we see uh, lots of seagulls, lots of crows. Once in a while, a raven. Um, sometimes a uh, heron, gigantic freaking herons, huh. creepy. We have we have we have eagles uh, eagles nest at our, at our work. Oh, is that right? In a big tree by our work. Yeah, yeah. We had one land in our in our yard one day, and that was oh. amazing because they're you don't realize how big they are until they land, oh. like in a place nope, where you have like a sense of scale. Yeah, when you see sometimes they uh, they will land. Like on this, uh, on the crucifix that like at a church that's nearby. Okay, yeah, I know the one you mean. And, and yeah, or you'll see like another bird that's near them. Yeah, and you'll go like, oh, oh, I get it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Same with, especially yeah. with ravens, because ravens look so much like crows. Yeah. Until until you get an idea of how big they are, and sure. it's like, I'm gonna leave. I don't need this. <laughs> no, sir, wrong. Okay, yeah, no. Well, that animal did not need to be bigger. <laughs> it would basically be like if a uh, a, a sizable dog-sized rat just showed up, like walking down oh. the street, and like, mm-hmm, okay, done. Which is actually how I felt when I saw a possum for the first time as a kid. It's like, Duh! yeah, no, it's a possum. No, yeah, but it looks like a rat. No, it's a possum. How's it different from a rat? 
you know, it's got a rat tail, rat rat it's, feet. It's a marsupial. That's how it's different. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so I'm safe around it? No, probably not. No, nah, you be don't want to get too close. But they're they're pretty dim themselves. So they're, they're the sort of animal that gets gets trapped in buckets. <laughs> which strikes me that as like how, being very dim. That is how you divide the animal kingdom up. Is like which ones get trapped in buckets on their own, yeah, and which ones don't. Well, like, okay, well, that's all you do. Leave a bunch of buckets out, and you'll take care of <laughs> the. Well, you know, I, I, you know, we talked before about the chickens getting getting attacked by a raccoon, and so for the for a while they were they were frightened and they were staying in their their coop at night, and and but. You know, it wasn't too long after that till they're back on the step, steps again and sitting there in a very vulnerable situation where obviously raccoons, some passing raccoon can attack them, but they've forgotten all about it now. The dumb things. Very dim. Oh, that's, why, that's why they nest in a bucket. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a theme. Yeah. It is a, it's a theme. On the, I'm, I'm going to go backwards for just a little bit here. Okay. Uh, I, I know in past shows we've talked about like uh, the movie like uh, Dr. Sleep. We've talked about uh, Ready Player One. Okay. We've done, I don't know. I don't know if we talked about. Did we talk about those on Fan Is that where we talked about both those movies? No, we talked about or, it here because you were you find the the, the Shining connection. This is uh, what's right. And I think like when we were last talking about it, I went like, and I think we're now done with the Shining. I think the Shining <laughs> good. Yeah. And so basically, as soon as that came out of my mouth, yeah. Well, J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, decided, hey, you know what you need. Uh, is a shining TV show. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's coming to HBO uh, Max, and uh, so it's uh, Overlook. They're going to be doing uh, the Adventures of the Overlook Hotel. Oh, uh, that's kind of funny because there's that uh, Cloverfield-related movie, Overlord. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's a pretty good. Movie. Pretty good movie. Oh, okay. It's a and world, is that like a one-shot movie? Yeah, it's a World War II-based film with uh, with kind of like Nazi scientists creating kind of monster monster zombie things or whatever okay or no they're looking for some sort of like powerful i can't remember what it's about now i can't remember it does have like monsters in it but and it was hard to see how it fit into like the cloverfield universe but that's what i heard that it did okay but it doesn't it doesn't like it it doesn't in a as obvious a way as um the superior uh 10 cloverfield lane which is a very good film now when i'm when i'm saying uh, you know, we're talking about again, Doctor Sleep and uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. Those weren't the only things that like touched into the Shining. There was there was obviously uh, whatever the Dark Tower also had Shining stuff in it. It did, and uh, yeah, can Stephen uh, King let go of this? And uh, Castle Rock also, okay. not the TV show, also yeah, you know, dealt with dealt with that kind of stuff too. So now we're just full on just going to the Overlook Hotel and just find out what. Uh, what went on before uh, everything went down, which seems like an obvious pitch. And it's like, mm, you know, it's no, no again, too obvious. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you live very close to uh, the Bates motel uh, where, it so, was, you well, know, where it was once located. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a thing. Am you know, I hoping like, they build the overlook hotel nearby? Yes, I am. You're right. I am mm. hoping that they, they'll rent that property again, <laughs> build the overlook hotel there. Now. I mean, it, you could just, I mean, you could do this with most horror movies. Like, uh, what were we talking about? A poltergeist. Yeah. So like, okay, so poltergeist. So who lived in that house before them? Yeah. What, what about before them? Yeah. And there you go. By the way, have you got a metronome going in the background there? Oh, can you, you hear click- clicking? I, I, have yeah. a, I had a pen in my hand. I'll, I'll, I'll put it down. 
that's okay. You Sorry. were kind of like the kingpin in uh, in Into the Spider Verse there. <laughs> Sorry, it was one of those ones that you twist twist them to to bring out the bring the the nib out. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether or not you were just trying to set my pace for uh, telling stories. <laughs> like, let's just quicken it. That's right. Quicken it. Are you dragging? Are you dragging? No. Okay. There you are. So anyway, that was my shining update for the uh, for the week. Oh, I think you're going too slow. Oh, okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Up a bit. I, I just th- I just think Stephen King should come up with uh, different ideas, and there's many other things. How about how about what happens uh, to other fire starters? Where is she the only fire you're, starter? You're not keeping know, up. Cujo. You're not keeping up. How about Cujo's parents? Uh, oh. <laughs> Cujo's parents. <laughs> yeah, what happened with them? Oh man! Let's go back and find out everything about everything. How about Scatman Crothers as a boy? Oh, they're gonna do that. There's no fucking way they're not doing that, right? Oh, Scatman Crothers shows up at the hotel as a boy, and uh, there with his parents. He's and a, it's like, oh, I thought he uh, oh, was a bellboy. Yeah, he wants to get a job as a bellboy. Oh fuck! <laughs> of course it will. Of course he will be there. Of course, and he'll be shining, and he'll be picked. Of course, that's what's going to happen, right? Uh, oh boy, yeah, I think you're right. I, you know, I think we were talking. Uh, I don't know if we were talking last episode, but we talked about recently about the haunting of Hill House, which is a series on Netflix, which I think is more than American Horror Story is able to. Uh, to be honest with you, I have not gone back to it, but has, was able to like keep the tension elevated throughout, you know, several episodes. Which is pretty impressive because I, I just feel like horror, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like trees, you know, like once once you've seen some trees, mm-hmm. you're you're good, you know, you know what trees look like and you're okay with it. You should have told the people who made the happening that. <laughs> but but like horror is kind of the same. Like once you get used to the horror, well then you know, like you know the rules of it, you know where it's located, you know what sounds occur when it's going to happen. And so it just kind of, it doesn't get scary because then you just, you sort of know what's coming. You're like, you're like, okay, well, a ghost is going to come. But if it's a ghost, it might, it's scary, but it can't, it can't, it's non-corporeal. So what's it going to do? What's the worst it can do? Like get up close to you and yell or whatever. But, I, and I guess that's scary, but it's not scary to me. I'm not going through it. So, you know, like the, like, I think well, like one of the keys to horror is, is, and I think, why women are so often the victims in in things is because there has to be that you have to be as the audience you have to be empathetic to what's happening to them but there also has to be a sense that they're vulnerable to what's happening to them and we're worried for them because we care about them but if you stretch it out too long you stop caring about the people because you just you become inured to it after a while you're just kind of like yeah yeah this, this is their life i guess they could move out and then it wouldn't be happening but why 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 change what's working i guess or you know mm-hmm. so you know after a while you're just kind of like you're just sort of shrugging to yourself like uh you know now dave well before i get to letters and such things letters. we we traditionally uh do a top 10 uh kind of trivia thing but i was thinking i'm <laughs> yeah. gonna alter it a little bit okay i'm gonna we'll i'm gonna make it like a, 400 no we're gonna do top 10 okay uh but i wanted you to try and guess the all-time uh and this is now. This is not 2003. Yeah. This is now. Now. Uh, the all-time yeah. uh, worldwide box office horror movies uh, uh, by uh, international box office. Okay. Okay. And so and now uh, and I'm going to say almost all of them are fairly modern. Yeah, I imagine so. There's a couple of classics in here, uh, but uh, and and uh, just curious what you what you think. And I'm going to try and lead you through this, and we'll see what we can do. Okay, well, my first guess is going to be uh, one of those um, 
movies with the camera that's fixed watching what's happening in the movie. Uh, paranormal, oh, okay. paranormal activities. Paranormal activity. Paranormal activity. Okay. The top paranormal activity movie yeah. is Paranormal Activity 3. That's oh. at 26. Oh, 26. Way oh, down okay. Way down those. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought they did better than that. Way oh, okay. down. So how about The Conjuring? Is that somewhere near the... Sir, are you giving me The Conjuring or are you giving yeah. me The Conjuring 2? Both are very important to, to tell me whether, what it is. What okay, are we I'm going to say The Conjuring. You're going to go Conjuring? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that would be uh, number nine. Very good. I guess I'll guess, now, I guess, I'll guess Conjuring 2 then. Number 10. Number 10. Okay, wow. How about yeah. Saw? Does Saw count as a horror movie? Uh, Saw, I would say, would yes, Saw would count as a horror movie, but unfortunately, it is not uh, there. Oh. Saw 3 is the top Saw movie, uh. and that's way down at 38. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh... Now, I'll tell you, one of the horror movies yep. is one that we talked about already today. One of the two classics. That we talked about today? Yeah, we talked about it today oh, on sorry. the show. It, not, we're not talking about The Shining, are we? We are not talking about The Shining, no. Um, we talked about, oh, Halloween? Two, oh, H2O? Uh, Halloween, Halloween, no. no. Oh. Uh, now, now you made me wonder about like uh, Poltergeist. But Poltergeist is way down on the list as well. Uh. Like way far, it's number 63. Uh, well, I, but uh, Yeah, um, what that we talked about? Mm-hmm. We talked about happy endings and scary endings and sad endings. And uh, yeah. in that discussion, we brought up uh, a movie. How about The and Ring? Is The Ring on the list? Uh, that is a good question about The Ring. I will look that up, but uh, uh, it is not in the top 10. Yeah, in the top sure. 10? Oh, my gosh. Oh, The Ring is number 18. Is it like horror? Is it, is it like bad horror? Or like a, no, 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 it's good bad. horror. It is considered one of the best horror movies. Are I will give you this clue as well. Okay, okay. One of the actors in it yeah. uh, just passed away recently. <laughs> That doesn't feel like I need more help. Uh, we talked about it. Gee whiz. Okay. Well, that, that never mind that. I'll just keep. I'll just keep thinking of stuff. Okay. Thank you for the hints. So, it's not. It's not helping me. <laughs> the hints don't help at all. That's um, the important. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to think of more modern horror movies. I, I'm sure. Okay. So, um, how about how about uh, one of those Insidious movies? Okay. Sure. Give me one. Insidious three. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is, is, let me ask you this okay. is the nun part of that the nun is part of the conjuring universe oh okay well sorry the nun is one of them so uh no there is no insidious on this then i apologize oh okay i guess annabelle must be on there somewhere annabelle is number 11 oh, annabelle really? creation yeah, yeah. annabelle okay. the first one is number 14 oh wow gee whiz uh so annabelle comes home number 20 uh-huh annabelle comes home that's the most recent one i think is it i haven't watched that one yet Yep, 2019. The Nun. Uh, Made $154 million. Huh, that's pretty good. How about uh, Ouija? Is that on there? Ouija is not on here. No, good, sorry, sir. Good, Does, doesn't deserve to be on there. I'm just trying to think of more modern ones, because it feels like those are the sort of movies that, that do well nowadays, these sort of jump scare films. Yep, one was a very jump scary one that came out uh, last year. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a hit. It was a sequel. Let's go with that. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. It was a sequel to a movie that came out in uh, 2017. This movie came out in 2019. Well, believe me, it's not helping. Uh... <laughs> I know, but, I'm, in, but uh, we're, I'm also doing this for our listeners. <laughs> oh, okay. Helping them as well. Have mm-hmm. you got a listener? Am I? Am I just? A, I'm not a. Even though I enjoy horror films, I'm not like a horror nut, you know. So, um, I'm just trying to. Th- I really, I'm just trying to think of movies that have come out recently. Sure. Okay, horror movies that came out recently. What I saw recently that I, that I quite enjoyed I don't, uh, as was Crawl. 
I, d- I doubt it's on the list. No. But I, I, I enjoyed so. it. Uh, is the Evil Dead on there at all? The, the, I'm thinking of the Evil, remake. Evil Dead. That's, yeah. an, that's an interesting one. Let's uh, let's take a look and see if, uh, if, if, if that's there. Hold it. All right. Uh, Evil. And we got Dead. Evil Dead, the remake is number 87. Oh, that's quite a And Crawl that. is number 99. Oh, wow. wow. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a fun film. Was... Right above Stigmata. Mm. Right below Final Destination 2. Oh, good old Final Destination. Uh, let's think now, everyone. Let's more modern horror films. Mm-hmm. Paranormal activities. Not, no Saw. No par- Um, man, what? Why don't I know more horror films? Uh, how about Hereditary? Is that on there? Hereditary. That's a. I would. I would assume it would be, but it's not in the top ten. Ah. Uh, but uh, is the let Sixth me look Sense in there? Is the Sixth Sense? Is that a horror movie? Uh, Red. Uh, let me see. One second here. Oh, so let's go Sixth Sense. Uh, that's probably a good thing to do. Hold it. Uh, sixth. That's it. That's an easier one. Uh, cause, uh, you know, uh, I entered her and then, uh, <laughs> that went, oh, there we go. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm losing, losing it. Oh, six, uh, six cents isn't on the damn list. Oh, that's weird. I guess How could it not be on the list? Weird. Maybe they don't consider it a horror movie. Oh, no, no. I just think that there's other movies that did, uh, that did better. That is weird. Wow. That seemed like a pretty yes. popular film, but I guess the problem is when a film is too old, the, their box office ranking, or their, if you're basing it on not on ticket sales, but on but on money earned, then you know it's always gonna always going to trend towards the newer film. Yeah. No, Six Sense isn't on there. Holy moly, that is a that is a surprise. And no, Hereditary isn't on there either. So you said you said The Ring was it in the top ten, right? Uh, no, uh, The Ring is is number eighteen. Oh, that's right. Uh, how about how about The Grudge? Uh, Grudge is not in the top. Uh, is top ten. It is number thirty-one. Uh, how about? <laughs> how about? By the way, everyone, you can fast forward ten minutes. Yeah, we'll please, please do. Oh, this is very really right. tricky. Here, give me more hints to these films. Sure thing. All right. Uh, as I said, the one that was uh, last summer was a sequel yeah. to a movie that came out in two thousand seventeen. It was a direct sequel. It was, uh, you know, uh, one takes place in a certain time period. And one is uh, a little bit later where they're dealing with the same thing. The same characters, but older, dealing with the same uh, problem. Oh, It. Right. It Chapter 2 is number four. And the number one movie is It. Wow. It is number one. Uh, Number two is a film that's uh, kind of a post-apocalyptic movie. I'll give you that. Stars a very uh, popular box office star. Uh, that's been in mostly action movies. You might even consider this to be an action movie more than a horror movie. It has been. Uh, it is the third remake that I can think of of this uh, of this uh, idea. Not even idea of this story. And but this this one actually has the title of the story, whereas the 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 one that was done like in the seventies, I believe, yeah. uh, made up its own name for it. But this is uh, this has been remade twice. And I'll say that the first the first version of this starred Vincent Price. Well, that would be the last man on Earth, I guess, and then the Omega Man with Charlton Heston. And is then it? yeah, and then and so the modern version is I Am Legend. That's right. Ah, okay. Okay. So number three. Yeah, it's, is, I guess it's sort of a horror movie. Yeah, it's got uh, monsters and yeah. people and kind of things. Uh, number three. It's pretty true to the story, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty true. Okay. To Number three is from the mid seventies. Hmm. Mid seventies. So think mid seventies. What yeah. made a lot of money in the mid seventies? That's a. Are they that's considering? A, they're considering Jaws a horror. I guess Jaws is a horror. That's story. exactly what it is. Yeah. It's Jaws. Yeah. 
uh, has made uh, $210 million so far. Number five is the film we talked about. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let me uh, let me let me let me say this. Yeah. Uh, it involved uh, uh, when we when we did talk about it. Yeah. You, we were debating the ending, and you went. I guess you've got to do that. That's sort the of thing. Uh, involves a staircase. They cut a scene out with a staircase, and the movie ends with a staircase. Does that help you at all? From 1973. Oh, The Exorcist. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really, that's that's uh, that's well, it's good. I, I didn't realize it was that big of an earner. Yeah. Uh, oh. It has made uh, $197 million. Huh. Okay. Uh, Good we've investment. About, yeah, uh, we've talked about The Nun. Number seven is a sequel uh, to an Oscar-winning movie. The, uh, the, uh, the, the villain is the uh, title character. I'll give you that. And the person who played him won an Oscar for this role. So an Oscar-winning horror movie. Yeah. And this is from 2001. Oscar-winning horror movie. It was followed a couple of years later, many years later, yeah. by a prequel. Then it was also followed by a television series. Television series has the same name as this movie. Huh. 2001. Okay, I, can, I can't hear you yelling at me, but, you know. Uh, 2001. What a, if only I knew what movies won the Oscars. Uh, yeah, try to think of like someone who, a uh, famous actor, fancy actor, yeah. fancy, uh, who won, uh, played a, a horrific villain. And won an Oscar for for this part, and everyone like uh, did impressions of him. People, uh, people love this role so much, and they gave him his own movie. It wasn't as good. Uh, the uh, so the, are the we theme... are we talking Hannibal? Yes, we are. But two thousand one is was Silence of the Lambs was in two thousand one, was it? No, but Hannibal was in two thousand and one. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. And Hannibal is the movie that. Yeah, Hannibal is the movie. Uh, One hundred eighty-five million dollars. It doesn't deserve that. There you go. It should have to give it back. And I don't disagree. Okay. And we've got one more movie left. Okay. And that that movie is yeah. from 2018. Oh. 2018. Yeah. Uh, and it's got a sequel that's coming up uh, as soon as movies come back into theaters. <laughs> it's going to be, there's going to be the sequel to this one. Huh. So does that help you at all? No. Okay. Uh, it was very bad for snack sales. People did not want to eat snacks during this, uh, this movie. Really? Does that help you in any way? <laughs> it doesn't. Sorry, because because uh, they would be crunching the snacks and they would. Uh... Oh, a quiet place. Oh, very, yes, very a quiet good. place. Yes, huh? A quiet place made a hundred and forty-eight million dollars. Well, that's that's yeah. really good. I don't think it was a big budget film. Yeah, and I'm just going to run you through uh, the next ten, which was Annabelle Creation, okay. Resident Evil Afterlife, Split, mm. then Annabelle, Halloween, the remake, Get Out, The Blair Witch Project, yeah. The Ring. And okay. then Alien Covenant, huh? Alien Covenant, but not, yeah. but, but not Alien. But of course, nope. it's but it's not based on sales or Alien. It's not, yeah, Alien yeah. was number twenty-seven. Yeah, well, that's not bad. Yep, that's not bad, huh? And so there we go. I still haven't seen Alien Covenant. Uh, I guess what I should, are you gonna do? I guess I should watch that one day. I'm. Uh, I've seen all the other ones. I've. Oh no, you have not, sir. What have you seen? Alien versus Predator two. Oh, I don't consider those part of the uh, series. You haven't seen the Alien movies they're, then. They're not in the quad. They're not in the quadrology. Sir, I think that's part of the thing. They're not in the quadrology collection. Uh, but it's so, sir, sir. <laughs> Very good. Okay, I'm going to make my way over to our letters page because I'm running out of voice. Sure. We had twelve uh, people write us. That's that's a nice thing. That's really good. Let me let me see if I can get uh, their letters up. I I do. I have their letters right here. Okay. Nice. So uh, that's how you do uh, it. 
first of all, uh, Ferg, hello, Ferg, Ferg. Uh, sent you a little uh, before we get into uh, the letters proper, uh, because you've now heard Last Christmas. Dave had not heard the song Last Christmas. Yes. And so uh, Ferg sent us a link to... Um, oh, that's right, Ferg. Oh, my gosh. Well, why don't you say what it was then? Because it was for you. Well, I was, first, first, Ferg was like, it felt like I had just put the show up like a half an hour before. And suddenly I get a, I get a, you know, I get this <laughs> notification. I got a comment on the, and my first thought was, what have I done wrong now? Because it always feels like people, the only time that people react that quickly is because, you know, the show isn't, the I've posted it, but the show isn't there or something's wrong. And so, so I was like, ah, what's happened? What's wrong? And then I look and then Fergus sent me this great little link to uh, a version of Last Christmas performed as a Beatles song, as a, as a Beatlemania song. And so uh, that was pretty great. Yeah, it was really neat. I listened yeah. to it as well. I quite liked it. So I thanks, Fer. So the questions we asked last week were, uh, what uh, YA series uh, hooked you as a kid? Do you use th- series? Uh, youth author. Uh, is that what it says? Youth author? Is that what YA stands for? I'm blanking on that. Young adult, I think. Young adult. There you go. Duh. And sub- <laughs> time has no meaning. Uh, sub question. What's something that everyone seems to know about, but you are mostly ignorant about? So mm. here we go. Uh, my friend Matthew Sanborn Smith wrote, oh, you were, you talked about night music, the series night music. And so, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved night music (laughs) and not just because it was hosted by my probable cousin, David Sanborn. My father told me all the Sanborns in the U S were descended from three Sanborn brothers who came over from England in the 1600s. Huh? Mm -hmm, The legend Sanborns. Is that, uh, what Um, what do they call that? Uh, when, spontaneous genesis like that where people just split into a to a nude sandborn into a new sandborn yeah. not a nude one a new sandborn i know one of them got the uh cloak of invisibility one of them got the wand of power okay and one got the touch of death or something but that's a story for another time that is um, definitely a story for another time i'm pretty sure the show was produced by lauren michaels and came on right after saturday night live or on sunday nights I was studying music at the local community college and discovering that there was more great stuff to listen to than just heavy metal. Uh, so <laughs> night music came at the perfect time for me. My favorite memories were of Debbie Harry and Hiram Bullock seeing uh, Cal Marie, Karen uh, Mantler, and her uh, cat Arnold doing I Want to Be Good. And the most memorable visual was of Conway Twitty singing while the residents were bobbing around behind him. You can find all of those on YouTube. Have fun. Oh, that is, that is very fun. <laughs> um, our uh, third dragon and uh, chum uh, Nina uh, says I've seen a lot of people with sparsely decorated homes say they haven't put effort into their home environment because they spend all day at work I feel that us work from home people have the advantage now uh, because we have so many things that make staying inside much more pleasant and comfortable I've been thinking about what I could buy to help make my quarantining days better and honestly I'm barely lacking in anything here but I have uh, bought a few things I should have bought a long time ago here is the list uh, Great. a crane arm and pop filter for, for my mic so that I can podcast remotely better you should have me on as a guest again we will try <laughs> um, we'll talk to your people yeah. um, a yoga mat so that I can do more intense calisthenics and stretches at home Cool. a cold brew coffee pitcher so that I can uh, I can make it myself since I can no longer go to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Good idea. A, a, yeah, a cable. My, my daughter did that as well. She bought a little uh, plastic, uh, whatever you call it, like a thing to strain the the grounds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you put like, like a bodum. What's that? A bodum. 
Is that what they're called? It's just like a little plastic kind of funnel shaped thing that you put your filter into. Okay, no, that's not a bottom. A bottom is uh, like a press. You press it down. Yeah, we do have a yep. press, but I think she just wanted something for individual cups, not have to do like a big. Because we had our press is like a you know kind of a full size like okay. four cup press or whatever. So it's nice. too too complicated for her. It's easier to put grounds into a piece of paper and pour water through it. Uh, she also got a cable that attaches my laptop to my TV. Yeah. And a pickling jar so that I can make my own pickles. Huh, nice. Uh, I also uh, bought new shoes because what the hell? Uh, <laughs> I saw some great shoes online and I wanted them. Damn right. Good there for you. Go. you. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, all right. Uh, here's, here's how I've been making pickles. Give in to the yeah. id. Yeah, I, 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 here's what I do with pickles. Yep. I uh, will chop up like some carrots, like really nice and thin. Sure. And then I'll take the pickle juice out of a jar that I've uh, finished the pickles in. I will boil that uh that juice put the pickles in the jar with like a little bit of dill or something then i pour the uh the juice back in i know it's not juice it's brine i get that sorry did you eat the carrots yeah carrots okay uh but i also put some uh, dill in there okay and then uh then i pour the brine in uh and seal it up put it back in the fridge yeah and then uh, the carrots become pickles because uh, that's how pickling works uh on a very basic level you gotta eat them within a week don't save it for long but uh (laughs) But if you eat them fast, you're fine. Uh, and now don't, we're on to... Don't listen to the English beat. Exactly. What? What? Why not? Why don't you do that? Because it takes a long time? No, because they, to... they said save it for later. Oh, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> going, back to Nina's, going back to Nina's uh, letter. Yeah. Uh, discussed uh, Sailor Moon a bit uh, last time. So she talks. Uh, says this. The Sailor Scouts, which is the term they used for the English localization... Soldiers was the original Japanese term uh, that were the lesbian couple weren't just de-lesbianized in the North American dub. Uh, They were rewritten as cousins. Very friendly cousins. (laughs) There was also a villainous gay male couple. uh, But for the North American dub, uh, they turned the effeminate one into a woman inadvertently creating a very cool, strong female character. I was actually disappointed when I learned she was meant to be male. I remember that with, like, Battle of the Planets, that Zoltar, there was, like, an episode where, like, this mask came off, and they went, is Zoltar a woman? And then it was, like, later on, I think, like, Zoltar was supposed to be, like, trans or some such, but I don't, I, I should look that up. But it was a big, like, what a twist! Like, imagine <laughs> if Darth Vader's mask fell off, and it was just like, oh, it's uh, Luke's mom. What? <laughs> Um, oh, now I want to see that. Here's what I really want it to be is this. Yeah. Is that uh, Darth Vader is actually his aunt. And like and his aunt, yeah, have faked her death. Okay. And so, uh, and like the whole time, it's just like she's had enough of living on Tatooine like him and like was ruling the galaxy. Yeah. Well, um, sounds fun. It would be fun. Uh, the YA. I'm in. Uh, Let's do it. Let's make it. All right. They seem cool with that. Uh, the YA series that hooked me into, as a kid was Goosebumps. I have a hard time concentrating on prose, so I struggle with reading, but I devoured those books, which is why it sucked when they got banned from my school for being too violent. I might have uh, talked about this on what? the show before. Yeah. But it felt like it was a bad way to educate students. Yeah. Hey, you should read a lot of books. No, not those ones. <laughs> I'm happy now to see Scholastic put out a Goosebumps reader. For teachers. Yeah, when uh, Sparks was uh, coming out, which is, of course, the book uh, that Nina draws, I write, and you color, um, there what? was a... I never heard of it. Oh, well, you, uh, the sequel's coming out in August called Sparks Double Dog Dare. It's Wait. a good time to get on board the Sparks wagon. Wait, are you saying it's yep. out on August 4th? Is that what you said? I believe so. 
August 4th be with you, they say, as in Star Wars. <laughs> it's Andrew! Is it connected to Star Wars? Uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Read it and see. Um, but uh, before the book came out, in San Diego, they had a scholastic celebration of like books coming out that year. Yeah. And guest of honor there was um, R.L. Stein, who does uh, Goosebumps. And unfortunately, Nina couldn't be there for that, uh, which I wish she could have been. Uh, we got some really good Goosebumps cupcakes. Oh, so fucking good. And some mac and cheese that was like creepy mac and cheese. Oh, it's it delicious. Um, but uh, at the end of it, yeah, we got like a, some 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 merch. And one of the things was a Goosebumps Reader's Guide. And uh, it was nice that uh, Nina got to see that because, as, as she said, these were, uh, you know, uh, books non grata back in her day. Yeah. So uh, now Mary not was, only... Mary was a big fan of Goosebumps when she was... Yeah, there. now not mm-hmm. only are they, you know, being encouraged... But it's just such a treat that like Nina is part of the same kind of company that is putting these books uh, out. So, you know, I saw like Sparks was like right next to the Goosebumps, uh, new Goosebumps book. And it was like, oh, that feels that feels neat. Yeah. That's uh, cool. I feel happy. That is great. Yeah. Also, when I, everyone, the so, Goosebumps movies aren't, aren't that bad. They're fun. They were uh, among the top uh, 100 horror movies as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they were, yeah they're fun. The, they're, they're not uh, scary, but they're fun. The, sim- the similar experience I had when I was a kid, and I've talked about this, so I'll, I'll be real fast with this, was being in grade nine and loving comic books and having a teacher come in and uh, go like, we're going to read comic books today and handed out like a comic book to all of us. and like, oh, this is great, <laughs> says I in yeah. social stuff. And then he went page by page showing why it was shit. What? Was like, and this is stupid, and now this is stupid, and this is what's stupid, and this is why this is stupid. And it's like, you know, he basically mystery science theater the whole thing. But the whole idea was, you know, that uh, these are dumb uh, power fantasies and uh, everything's dumb in them and it's stupid. And it was like, well, fuck my life. <laughs> it's like the thing that I like is, yeah. you, know, you might as well have like put on an album and just gone, you kids like the Beatles, huh? Well, let's go through <laughs> it lyric by lyric and see what he's got to say. Yeah. A little thing called Norwegian Wood. Let's give it a listen. But uh, <laughs> that was my social studies teacher in grade nine. Thanks a lot uh, to that teacher who was very, very well liked as well. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about then. You do. It was a teacher who I would have debates with sometimes in class uh, while another kid kicked me in the back and uh, didn't seem to care about that. <laughs> good good guy. Um, Hippie fascist. A little bit. Uh, our friend Louise wrote, uh, I also read some of the Trixie Belden books. Ah, some, Trixie Belden. Uh, Trixie Belden. Bing, 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 uh, other bing. girl-oriented series mm. that I read were Nancy Drew, okay. Donna Parker, Good old Donna Parker. And the Sue Barton nurse books. Don't know but, those. Mm-hmm, but uh, what I really devoured were fantasy series like the Chronicles of Narnia, the Earthsea Cycle, oh, and yeah. the Hall of Pern trilogy. Hmm. Are you familiar with any of that? Oh, that sounds like a ring is a bell with you, Dave. That wasn't I heard a bell. That, I don't think that was me. Was that? Uh, oh, that was me. I apologize. <laughs> Let me turn off my bells. <laughs> I especially love the sci-fi fantasy books yeah. of Andre Norton. Mm, who was a woman. And what I am mostly ignorant about are current video games. Yeah. I'm not a gamer, so I don't know what the latest big titles are until they make their way into late night comedy monologues and sketches and or people start showing up their characters uh, as characters from the games at Halloween. Huh. So if there is a Halloween this year, look for Untitled Goose Costumes. So, <laughs> it's a delightful game. I just uh, oh. I just started reading the uh, 
the the Earthsea books. I not I I'm not a huge science fiction fan, and but I had bought um, Ursula K. Le Guin's The Left Hand of Darkness, which was a very good book. I found it at Valley Village, just bought it on a whim, and uh, it was really good. So then I was I was looking for more stuff to read, and before before the uh, the world closed down, I, I bought uh, book one and two of the Earthsea Earthsea Chronicles, even though they looked like they were more kind of uh, young adult stuff. But you know what? Young adult's fine. I can I can I can dig that. I'm 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 young at heart. And uh yeah, both books are really good. Really good. So um I'm I'm looking forward to the day when the day comes that I can go out and and try and find the other the last two in the series. But uh, I'm actually I'm actually really enjoying watching like I mentioned I got that masterclass thing. Yeah. I'm watching the RL Stein how to write a young uh I I'm getting going through puberty. Um <laughs> that RL Stein how Again? to write a young uh, a young adult book. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. It's uh, breaking it down in a, in a really interesting way, and uh, it's it's cool. That, that cool guy's a machine, to... man. He is. He he makes Stephen King look like R.L. Stein. That's what I said. <laughs> Wait, what? Hmm. Anyway, uh, Mick writes us. Hi, Hi Mick. Mick. Hello, Mick. Uh, hey, Ian and I David. Mean, I mean, good eye, Mick. Oh, there you go. Oh, they love that. Uh, I, <laughs> I know they do. That's why I did. Oh, it. so much, so much. It's taken the best spirit. Uh, I remember the '80s book craze, uh, which was choose your own adventure. Oh yeah, they were massive in my school for about six months. Yeah, I remember that too. Uh, later, I started reading. That was also novel scholastic. Editions. What was that? That was, was also scholastic. scholastic. Yeah. Oh? Okay. Uh, I started reading novelizations of the '70s era Doctor Who's. They were cheaply produced, but had good cover art. And could be read in an afternoon. This was a long time before the internet or even DVDs. Yeah. Did you ever read any of the Doctor Who books? I never have. No, they they weren't uh, as easily available here. We didn't really have a we didn't have a culture of Doctor Who in Canada. Did you ever read the Star Trek books? I don't know. Why would I do that? Uh-huh. I don't like the show. <laughs> I don't really like. Star- uh-huh. I don't really like science fiction. Like a lot of the science uh-huh. fiction, a lot of science fiction that I like. I had like it's I had to have like a weird entry to it, you know, like like Doctor Who, which I'd seen when I was younger. It would play on Czech TV on Channel Six on Saturday mornings, but I saw it and it was just so, it looked so cheap and awful. It was the John Pertweed period, and I just I was you know it just turned me off. It wasn't until later I on I happened to be as a young or as as a late teen, and I it was um it was Boxing Day night, like and so we'd had family over and everyone had gone and it was just that kind of feeling of that kind of christmas melancholy you know you get when christmas is kind of over you know and i mean i was just and i was sitting downstairs watching tv and i was eating some leftover snacks so i was having like uh crackers and 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 salami or whatever and i just happened to start watching the talons of Wu fan or whatever it's called the <laughs> and and they showed the tardis in it it was because the john pertwee one they kind of ignored the tardis for the yeah. for those shows, it, it was kind of kind of left. It was out. it was broken. Yeah, it was in, in, yeah, in the it, shop. Yeah, and so and they showed the TARDIS, and and I it was just like the most mind blowing idea that it, uh, not that I'd ever seen, but this at that moment, it just like I just I just went like, whoa, this is like fantastic! What a great idea! And then I I got into Doctor Who, but really I only liked really like the Tom Baker ones the most. But but yeah, it's just. I just I, I but I'm not really like a person who's drawn to science fiction like as a as a genre. You know, but I've read lots of good science fiction books, so uh, you know, it's just it's just it's just not something that I I seek. Yeah, to me, to me, Doctor Who. I know it's 
technically science fiction, hmm. but much like Star Wars, it feels like it's really a fantasy uh, thing with you know with with sci-fi wrapped around it. Like his uh, sonic screwdriver, lots of wand. It's a magic wand. Yeah, yeah, that's the, all he does. He and it does yeah. everything a magic wand would do. Well, yeah, you know okay, how fine. I feel like the, I hate the sonic screwdriver as much, almost as much as I hate K nine because they're both like uh, Deus ex machinas in the stories. They're both easy outs to any kind of any kind of narrative problem. Did you call it a, a originally like a, a canis ex machina? Is that something yeah, you said? Yeah, I, I did say that a long time ago. That's very clever. You should, uh, <laughs> you should, you should just say that over and over again. It's very, very clever. Uh, uh, thank you. Continuing with, with mixed letter later. I loved uh, the tomorrow when the war began series by John Marsden. Mm. Yeah. As far as pop culture, I somehow skipped over. I totally missed lost the Sopranos and lately managed to sidestep the whole phenomenon of Marvel movies. How? Uh, I think it was because they started being released. Oh, you're answering my question. Bless you. Uh, being released when my kids were young and getting into the movies became harder than it had been in my 20s. I hear uh, you. 10 years. Yeah, a lot of Iron Men, Captain America's, Thor's, Ant-Man, Avengers, etc. later. It seems uh, too hard to invest in it all. Or maybe I have uh, just slipped out of the demographic and I'm regu- uh, relegated to watch uh, Downton Abbey uh, rerun. <laughs> Hopefully there will be a Downton Abbey Choose Your Own Adventure book released, and uh, all will be fine in the universe. Yeah. Take care, chaps. Mick. Those um, those uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books, when I was a kid, uh, elementary school age kid, those sounded like the greatest idea I've ever heard in my life. And then I actually read one, and I just found it so lazy. And it just seemed like so narrow. Like it just, it didn't, like a book when you read a book it should like open your mind you know like your your mind should like go with a story and it should be this incredible you know it's it, like reading a a good book it's just amazing like how you kind of piggyback into the character's life and you kind of live through them this this incredible story or, or whatever's happening where those books it just feels so narrow because you're constantly drawn you're taken out of the story all the time to make some sort of choice that isn't up to you. Like you shouldn't be making choices for the character. That's what the character should be doing. Like as soon as you make a character the puppet of you, that's not an interesting character because they have no, they have no, uh, you know, they have, they have no, um, uh, whatever it is that I'm trying to say. Oh man, I'm really bad with words today. I must have not got my. That's sleep, okay. Right? But you know, like they just don't have any intent intention. So you know, they're just like floating through the story. They're not, you know. Have their own motivation. Yeah, right? there's no there, there's no motivation to them. There's no there's no point to their adventure for them. The point is for you to like put them through their through the paces. But that's not really what's interesting about a, a book. I don't, I don't like, for me anyway. So I, I well, was just kind of like, eh. Let me recommend. No wonder this... no they only last six months at Mick school. Well, let me let me recommend this to Mick then. Uh, there's a book that I think you might find quite funny and enjoyable, uh, and it's called To Be or Not to Be. And it's uh, written by a person named Ryan North, who does do comic books, but also does a comic strip called Dinosaurs. It's very funny. And the idea is it's a choose-your-own-adventure Hamlet uh, book. And it works. Like, it's a very, very uh, funny uh, book and and very exciting. And uh, I think you might enjoy it. It's called To Be or Not To Be. I believe that there was a, a sequel to it. And I think... Uh, there was also a, vi- yeah, there was a video game adaptation of the book as well. So, uh, yeah, you might want to check that out if you want a little uh, blast to the past. Also, if you're not into, like, seeing the Marvel movies, which I understand, it makes, it makes sense, it's all fine. If you do start watching just one, I'd say watch Guardians of the Galaxy. It's kind of a standalone, and it's a weird film, and even people that don't like the Marvel movies kind of like that one. But <laughs> yeah. uh, my advice would be, if you've got Disney+, Plus, 
watch the Sharon Carter TV series. It's just kind of low key and fun and a good little adventure story that is like just happening at the side of the Marvel stuff. Uh, and you know, you don't need to watch the movies; just watch the TV show. It's good. Okay. Um, or don't ta- or don't watch it and continue on in your in your uh, admirable uh, quest to not see any of those films. Yeah, this, it's not admirable. Pretty, okay. pretty, pretty amazing. It's amazing. I don't know if it's admirable. Well, why not? Uh, I mean, if, if he was doing it for charity and like, <laughs> and like, oh, here's another year that I'm not going to watch a Marvel thing, uh, give a dollar to the food bank, yeah. then yeah, I'd go admirable. As, as amazing, I will say yes. <laughs> no, it's just kind of fun. Like, you know, speaking of which, when there's amazing, like a super popular you want movie something amazing, you seen, Spider-Man is very amazing. <laughs> like I've never seen Dances with Wolves, you know, or, or Avatar. And, you know, it's just sort of fun to not see movies that everyone else has seen, you know. You're just kind of like, have you seen that movie that everyone's seen? You're like, nope. Yeah, I've never seen Godfather 2. So, uh, which is a very good um, film, unlike Avatar and uh, Dance with, with Wolves, which, by the way, are the same movie. That's strange that I haven't seen the same movie. Oh, well, there you go. Todd writes this. Hi, Todd. And I'll tell you what Todd says please, right now. Please do. Uh, I've never actually seen Kids in the Hall, but I have heard a lot about it over the years. I suppose now would be the ideal, ideal time to finally give it a watch. Yep, just uh, keep uh, looking for those silver linings. Yeah, Kids in the Hall. I don't know if starting at the beginning of Kids in the Hall is the best bet. Oh, it might be a bit rough. Oh, it's tough. What, the start should, of it? Yeah, I, yeah, like starting with a very rough series. Like, it's it's okay. It's fine. But it starts really, real basic. Yeah, like yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of stage blog. stuff. A lot of stage stuff, which is hard to, hard to, doesn't translate to TV very, very well. Yeah. Boy, but do you need that to get into it? Or should you just go with brain candy and see what's what? Uh, brain candy is kind of dark, though, I feel like. It is very dark. It's not as dark as Death Comes to Town. No, that's but dark too, uh, but. Yeah. I think, like, if you went with, like, season two or three of, of, uh. I think season three. Go with a season three, yeah. see what you think. Or, you know, don't be afraid to do, like, a best of. That's also fine. You know, just look up on YouTube, best of Kids in the Hall, and see <laughs> think, and then get into it that way. Again, it, you get into this Monty Python thing of just, like, I'm going to start watching the series from the beginning. Ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, uh, you. C- I mean, part of it is, yeah, it's just natural for any, like, comedy troupe. It takes a while to grow into their ideas. But if you do watch the first season, it does, it does pay off. Like, there are some very good very good episodes later on and some yep. classic things that you remember uh they're all almost all fourth or first season it's just they kind of come later on in it but yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of the same with sctv like i would never recommend the first season of sctv for someone even though i think it's good but i, I just think that you know i'd rather that they watch like you sent me a clip of that very good uh avid costello routine with um joe flaherty and, and tony rosado i was actually eugene levy and, and oh sorry uh, eugene rosado. sorry sorry eugene levy and yeah um and that's you know like that's that's like my that's actually my favorite year of that series like i just love that whole season and that would be the one i would recommend to anyone as as you know like what's good about sctv well this season this is really good like they really knew what they're doing and they had like this fresh cast of people that really brought like yeah. a like brought like a whole new kind of twist to it and, and really opened up the rest of the cast as well yeah, it was nice when um, Martin Short showed up on the show. Like, first of all, but that was wasn't nice even that—that that wasn't even that season. That was when it, they went to NBC. He came. Well, the well, the clip I showed you was actually Midnight Special, and he's like, in that one. Well, the clip I sent you, yeah, yeah, with uh, Tony Rosato and Eugene Levy, yeah, that's them doing Midnight Special, yeah, yeah, the TV show, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but so, it's yeah. Midnight Express Special because it's supposed to be like in a Turkish prison. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 
So sorry about that. I thought it was actually the Midnight Special show. I was confused with that. Um, but yeah, like when uh, Rick Moranis showed up on the show, that was a big breath of fresh air. Then as you say, Tony Rosado, Robin Duke, breath of fresh air. And then yeah. uh, Martin Short, breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know, John Candy left to go do uh, big city comedy and then came back later on, kind of a little bit refreshed as well. Catherine O'Hara was going to go off and do Saturday Night Live. She went, ugh. To Saturday Night Live came back. <laughs> uh, oh, she did not care for that show at all. Uh, I don't like blame a her. She came back. I don't blame her. What's I was, that? I don't blame her. I remember her. I remember on that when she, when she was on the show, there was that one of those end of the show sketches that she did, and it just just did not work at all. It was in the wrong place for what it was, mm-hmm. which was kind of like a almost more like a. It wasn't like a laugh out loud kind of sketch. It was almost like a kind of like a character thing. Yeah, and it should have been like in the middle of the show somewhere. But not as like an ender, like it just because often the, the final sketch on on Stand Alive is often kind of sh- shambolic anyway, just because you know they're kind of running out of steam and the show is it's the, it's the weirdo sketch time, and, yeah. yeah, and they're kind of rushing through stuff and the they're because you know they actually are live to in the sense that they have to like finish at a certain time and, and it just didn't really work very well in that situation. Um, yeah, it was not great. I can see why she why she uh, fled. Yeah. Uh, continue, continuing Todd's uh, letter. Oh, sorry, Todd. uh, as a that's okay. As a kid, I was into the Animorph books, a series of a uh, group of kids, uh, a series about a group of kids that must thwart a global invasion of mind-controlling slug aliens oh. by turning into various animals, an ability bestowed on them by uh, nicer centaur-like aliens. Uh, it may sound silly, uh, but the series went to some pretty bizarre and dark places with plenty of light body horror and uh, the vivid descriptions of animal transformations and a heavy focus on the psychological toll the war takes on the protagonist. Uh, I loved them at the, at the time, but they came out at a very fast pace. Yeah, I remember that. Every month or so, uh, if I remember right. And somewhere along the line, I lost track and never read it to the end, which is maybe just as well, because years later, I discovered that the series had an infamously uh, depressing ending, uh, which was probably the last thing I needed to read as a kid. I remember the covers were good. Like watching the uh, kids turn into whatever animal it was. Um, uh, something uh, which I am mostly ignorant. Modern TV! Uh, I often find myself overwhelmed by the sheer amount of choices available to us in the golden age of television and end up sticking to only one or two favorites. It doesn't help that Game of Thrones was pretty much the precise mathematical opposite of my cup of tea. Uh, I was like the... Uh, uh, Andy Kindler uh, saying about that uh, when he was, I think he was talking about like Jay Leno and just like not only is he not my cup of tea he makes me hate tea <laughs> on the other hand I hear so much discussion about popular shows uh, like that from friends family social media random people on the uh, street uh, that I sometimes feel like I already know all about them and don't need to actually bother watching them myself so I guess it all evens out yeah, I think I know a lot about The Sopranos, and I've never really watched more than two episodes of The Sopranos. I, I got it. I hear it's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very good show. Yeah. Laurel Robertson, Robertson writes. Hello, Laurel. Hi. Hi, Ian and David. Hello. First, Ian, uh, this uh, No And video is really good. Fun to watch. Thanks for sharing it. I'll have to find the next ones, and that's a great Sparks hoodie. Thank you so much. I, I put up a, a series of videos about how to do your own seven um seven sketch uh improv show 
And uh, with the help of my sister-in-law, Vicki Van, editing it together and um, a really nice theme song by uh, Step Carruthers. And yeah, that's uh, that's on our no end. Uh, that's that's on a no end site on Facebook, uh, uh, or you can look it up. Just look up Vicky Van Zero One. You can look it up that way, or just look up my name and No End and get that on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I've had some really nice feedback for that. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, it was, um, very, it was very enjoyable. Thank you. And the Sparks hoodies are available at uh, uh, SparksComics.com. Uh, dot com. That's uh, uh, Nina Matsumoto's site. If you go to the bottom of that site, you can see all the spark shirts and mugs and such things uh, quite a few people were asking about the, the hoodies so that's how you get them go sparkscomic.com uh, uh second i was into nancy drew books as a kid in the 60s read every one i'm pretty sure also i read a lot of biographies for children that seemed to be uh in a series of for older elementary age kids and i enjoyed those so much too I used to like biographies when I was a kid, too. Uh, third, somehow I missed Bruce Springsteen's rise in popularity back in the <laughs> 80s. Suddenly, he just seemed to appear, and he was already known as the boss. I, I didn't know when or how that happened. A small thing, but it still mystifies me. Uh, <laughs> is there anything more terrifying than thinking you'd be at a concert, and then he would reach out and grab your hand and drag you on stage? Oh, terrifying. That's me saying that. Uh <laughs> Thank you, uh, gentlemen. I always appreciate you. And we appreciate you, Laurel. Thank you so much for that. Oh, there's a P.S. God damn it. Uh, P.S. David, I do still have honeybees. Oh, good. Yep. Hopefully there will be a good honey harvest this summer. We've had a couple of seasons that were not so great. But I have a good feeling about this year. Oh, good. So good. Good Good luck, bees. (laughs) Yes, good luck. Yeah, Edward Dragansky writes... As a kid, before I really got into comics, I read the entire Oz series. But you guys knew that already. That's true. Uh, I I had friends who read Encyclopedia Brown and the Hardy Boys. Uh, A second. Now, all of a sudden, Microsoft decides uh, this would be a good time to update everything on my page. Let's get that away. And we're back. (laughs) But I guess I like the fantasy uh, reading that the uh, that Oz had to offer more than the Hardy Boys and Second Beauty Brand. If there is uh, anything else I read faithfully, it was the collections of various comic strips like Peanuts, Beetle Bailey, Hager the Horrible, and The Wizard of Id. And I did that as well. Yep. Uh, All good stuff. Something, yeah, very good. Something uh, everyone uh, knows about but me. Simple. Sports. <laughs> uh, my office is all sports nuts. Texas sports nuts. Sports nuts. Uh, sports nuts. And I just gloss over it when they start up. Uh, They're huge they fans it. of Sporks, did you say? Yes, yeah, Sporks. They love Sporks. <laughs> it's everything you need. Um, they know about it, too, and on occasion will ask me if I know what they're talking about. I do, however, like baseball. I'm not a diehard fan, but I do enjoy the game, especially my Chicago Cubs. Go Cubs! Um, <laughs> Wait. Rather... What's okay. that? Well, it's just he you, lives in Texas, but he's a fan. You don't of... like the Cubbies, Dave? Dave, you don't like the Cubbies? I do like the Cubbies because when ah. I when I was a teenager, uh, WGN was was uh, one of the channels we could watch, and they always had the Cubs on on Saturday mornings. And so when I came home from my graveyard shift, I would eat breakfast and watch the Cubs play. I would rather be at a game in person than watch on television, though. I think I get that from my dad, who used to take me to games when I was young. My brain almost split open when you mentioned night music. I used to <laughs> videotape the show when I was a teen, yeah. right along with everything else. When we got our first VCR, I taped everything. I taped Letterman, Night Flight, SCTV, Cheers, Entertainment Tonight. I was out of control. Uh, by the way, I just found a bunch of old videotapes of mine, and I'm the same damn way. Oh, my God, everything. I also taped... Everything on this uh, extra slow speed so I could uh, get something like eight hours onto one tape. 
I have no idea why I did this. I never really went back and watched any of those tapes, and I still have some to this day. That <laughs> might be fun to do now. I'll watch some 35-year-old shit on an old VCR. Maybe. It's, it's okay. But by God, it's going to be annoying, that rewinding. Oh, boy, it takes a million years. Yeah, I guess we're not used to that anymore. It was annoying we at the aren't. time. It was annoying at the time, of course. But oh my god, you guys could do something. I mean, if the nice thing about like rewinding though is that if you watched a movie, you'd start rewinding it, and then you just go to the bathroom, and by the time you come back, it's it's gonna be done. You can also make out with your best lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess, that's you know, true. I guess someone has to pee. Um, <laughs> but you know, what am I going to tell sir. you? You you're celebrating your anniversary, so clearly that's you did right. right. You know what's what exactly. Um, but let me tell you something about one of the performers on the, the Night Music YouTube clip you posted. Stevie Ray Vaughan, back in the day, yeah. was a Dallas local hero, and he would just show up and play the clubs downtown in an area that's still called Deep Elm. It's called this because it's all along Elm Street. Uh, my friends and I would just go down there every weekend back in the 80s, in and out of the clubs, and if Vaughan was in town, uh, he just started playing somewhere. It was magnificent to watch him play. Uh, so much that the other musicians would just come uh, to him just to jam with him. I remember Robert Cray showed up uh, to play with Vaughn one weekend. I'll never forget that. It was so great. The local radio station started showing up too, trying to record anything they could for their shows. During our spring break in 87, uh, we went down to the Texas coast and over to South Padre Island, and there was Stevie Ray Vaughn playing on a huge stage on the beach. Then Stevie's brother, Jimmy Vaughn, showed up with his band, The T-Birds, which is great, until every fucking song started to sound like tough enough. Sadly, I'll never forget the day Vaughn died in a helicopter accident, August 27th, 1990, the same day I started my 17-year-old job with Dr. Pepper. He was something. I am so glad I was able to enjoy him during his local Dallas reign. That's a very sweet story. Yeah, that's very nice. I had a friend um, who I did improv with who was a huge Stevie Ray Vaughan fan, and I remember when he passed for the same reason. She just came down and she was just broken up about him. Um, Bruce Tannehill, uh, writes us, uh, we have a lot of letters, by the way. It's not, it's not Bruce. Brent. Yeah. Okay. Well, first I'm going to read Bruce Tannehill's letter. (laughs) Okay. You you read Bruce Tannehill. Dear sirs. Yes. Uh, do you have enough insurance? (laughs) If, if not, give me a call. Remember Bruce. Bruce is my name. Bruce Tannehill. (laughs) I think you guys know my brother Brent. Okay. Gotta go. (laughs) Bye. Okay. Now a letter from Brent Tannehill. Okay. Uh, Brent, it was nice Brent of Bruce says, to write, though. Yeah, it was nice Bruce wrote. Yeah. Uh, Brent writes, have you heard from my brother Bruce? Uh, he's trouble. <laughs> he always leaves a Bruce. Okay, go on. <laughs> Brent writes, hey, yeah. sneakers, uh, that thing where everyone seems to know about, uh, but, uh, but I'm mostly ignorant about, is probably 99% of all pop culture. <laughs> Musically, I'm pretty stuck in the 70s and early 80s. I haven't played a video game since Tomb Raider first came out. Uh, I've seen a few television shows. But I've never seen, uh, but most I've never seen or even heard of. I've never watched Friends, Seinfeld, The Simpsons, Game of Thrones. Uh, Part of the reason is because until recently I never had cable or a satellite dish because of the cost. Uh, Now that I can stream movies and television shows, I just don't seem to have the time to watch anything. (laughs) And it's uh, eternal curse. Yeah, and it's more interesting when you say I've never watched the Star Wars movies than to say I've watched a few Star Wars movies. So now I have to make it a point uh, not to watch certain movies and TV shows. Yeah. By the way, I have watched a few Star Wars movies, but they were out of order and I didn't get the whole Star Wars plot. 
of all the Star Wars movies. Let's say me, and I don't get the plot. <laughs> To, yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Let's... What's Chewbacca's deal? Was he in like a like a like a freedom fighter? How did he become a smuggler? What's going on? Why didn't he get a medal? Why why isn't he like uh, the captain of the ship when hey, Han Solo? He, he got a medal. Oh god damn it! Oh <laughs> my god! You know what'd be greatest when he got that medal if like he pull, he puts it in his mouth and he goes squeak. And it's like, see, it's a chew toy for you because we're <laughs> condescending. Uh, yeah. Nigh, I would like to see him and uh, the person who gave him that medal just going at it hard, like by the end of the movie, just like really hardcore sex scene between the two of them. Um, I, who's gonna say no? Who's gonna say no? Just, just, wait, who's wait, who's who, who's saying no? Like, who's gonna say no to Chewbacca? No, I mean, like, or what, who, like, who in the audience is gonna say no to a sex scene well, between? Who, who who is gonna say no? Like, as in, yeah. you know, uh, Disney at Disney is gonna go. No, you can't do that. Yeah. No, they're not going to yeah. say that. They're going to be all in, all all on board on this. All on board with that. They're going to be like, we're thinking about having, and they're going to say, let me guess what you're going to say, because I've been waiting for you to say this, a sex scene with Chewbacca. And they're going to say, that's right. That's what I've been thinking. They're like, thank God, finally. And what we want to do, 60-year-old woman. 60-year-old <laughs> woman. Isn't that right? I can't remember who gave her gave the medal. She's in her, she's like thousands of years old. Oh, is she thousands of years? Oh, yeah. sorry. It's that moss. moss oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. She's going to have... I've got to get this out of my system. I'll just tell you how this scene is. Please ends. get it out of your system. You 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 turn and, you, and they and they're all like cheering because they're like beat the bad guys. Yeah. They look over and they see Chewbacca and uh, and her and they're going like as like going out and like ugh and everyone like turns their backs. <laughs> they're embarrassed. Yeah. And then the next thing you do, you turn around and you see yeah. Chewbacca walking away and it's just a pile of dust. <laughs> She's just <laughs> dust. And, but then you hey. see like her force ghost shows yeah. up yeah. and just gives him the thumbs up and like she's really happy. She like this is how she wanted to go, yeah. but it's her young and like really super hot. And it's like and he, and he gives her the thumbs up again yeah. and like she gives him a second medal but for fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, just puts that around his neck. Too. She and she that, found that's how the movie. yeah she just she end, ended with she ended with ecstasy yeah and I mean and the band goes, I mean the band they were all there yeah and then she goes live long and prosper <laughs> Nigel writes live long sorry. and prosper <laughs> sorry Nigel I don't yes. want you to have to follow that <laughs> go on I'm actually fine if this episode doesn't record um, <laughs> Nigel writes this is many weeks in isolation guys um. I really love the McDonald Hall books. They're a series of novels about Bruno and Boots. I've never even heard of those. Two, well, I'll tell you about them, Dave. They're two troublemakers at the prestigious McDonald Hall boarding school. Oh, that's boarding school. Yeah, it's been years since I've read them, but I recall many threats of expulsion, a curmudgeonly headmaster called The Fish, yeah. hijinks with some of the students at a Finnish school uh, down the road, and I don't know if it's a finished school or a finishing school. Yeah. Anyway, either way, good. Uh, and so on. Uh, I googled Gordon Corman, the author. Apparently, he wrote the first book in the series when he was in seventh grade or grade seven. Yeah. And it was uh, published when he was 14. He published five novels by the end of high school and just kept writing. According to his personal website, he's written something like 80 books. Wow. Uh, I had a few others of his books, but I think I stopped following his stuff when I started high school. I'd love to go back and see how they hold up. Yeah. Ask for the sub-question. Uh, far some. Uh, sub-question. What was something that everyone knows about? You're mostly ignorant. Well, there's so much TV today that I haven't uh, 
that I hear about but haven't sat down and watched. I don't like watching TV while doing something else, uh, so it takes me forever to get through a series. And I'm, most with, of the, I'm with I you, Nigel. Yeah, and Nigel is with many of our other listeners, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> also, my friends are talking about Star Trek Deep, Deep Space Nine these days. I think I've seen one episode. It was the one where they go back in time to the Enterprise and muck around with the Tribbles. That's a pretty good one. Uh, I haven't seen the original series of Star Trek either, come to think of it. Oh, you won't get that episode at all then. <laughs> Not a good episode then if you haven't seen the originals. Cheers! Well, cheers to you, Nigel, but I'm going to bet you're going to write us again. He has! Oh, <laughs> Nigel, you surprised us. There you are. You know what we should do? We should do like a thing, a uh, series called, uh, we'll just fill you in. And that, <laughs> and we and we just like, for people that don't want to watch a TV series, yeah. it's like, what happens on Lost? Just let me know. It's like, okay. That's basically the least we could this. do. And here's the scenes that you should know about. Yeah. Hey, Mad Men, what happens? Okay. Here's I, the... I've never seen either of those shows either, to be honest. That's okay. I'll just fill you in. Yeah, you should fill me in. Uh, I was just gonna was wondering about the the series of books that he enjoyed the, mm-hmm. uh, with the kids at the boarding school, and I was thinking to myself, I wonder if those are all kind of branch out of Starkey and Company, the Rudyard Kipling novel about boys in a in a boarding school in England. Ah, and it's it's kind of like it sort of is a boys' own adventure sort of thing. But I wonder how how um seminal that book is like in terms of that that genre because it was once a very popular genre there were books like chaps and things like that that were like all stories about boys having adventures who were boarding school you know uh students and and yeah it's a it's a, it's a kind of a weird genre but it was once a very popular genre like harry potter obviously draws from it as well with it with its locale but you know the 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 them being at um, Hogwarts, essentially like a boarding school, mm. and kind of draws and with Avengers and stuff like that. So it really is from, sort of drawing from that that uh, tradition as well. Anyway, go on with your reading. Uh, Nigel uh, does this, another letter saying, uh, "Gah! I wish I could edit comments. Sorry about that. Uh, this is going off memory uh, because I listened to the episode last weekend. But I'm pretty happy that Stanley Park is shut down to cars. I was going to cycle around the seawall about two weeks ago." But it was so busy with pedestrians and cyclists that it would have been impossible to keep social isolation. And the vehicle traffic going to the park was excessive. With the road shut down and given over to cyclists, it's become much more pleasant. Uh, that said, I'd feel different, di- differently if I wasn't within easy walking distance of the park. It is, is huge and spacious. I don't know uh, how you can make people spread out. And I'm happy uh, to see the city take spare space from cars and give it to pedestrians and cyclists. These days, my usual methods of nourishment, uh, like seeing uh, my friends every Monday or hanging out in coffee shops, aren't readily available to me. Uh, Being able to pop into Stanley Park and English Bay Beach has kept me saner uh, than I'd be otherwise. Hope you're doing okay. Cheers. Yeah, I do do really, really miss Stanley Park. That's, uh, that's, That's definitely one of my favorite walks, is just walking the seawall and usually by the end of it i'll have a bunch of ideas and what have you but now because i can't really use public transportation because it just doesn't feel uh safe taking that many buses uh yeah it's just a nix on that and uh trying to figure out like during the day like how can i get some walking in and i've gotten uh really agoraphobic lately i was like like today i i spent a lot of the day trying to get outside and i just couldn't i just like there was just times where just like 
well, I could walk there. Yeah, but that's probably not safe. Well, I could walk over this way. Yeah, but then how are you going to get back from that if you're going to do that? And it's like, oh, okay, and I've got to do the podcast later, so I can't walk too far and then come back to that. And I probably should run like this shorter errand instead, instead of doing the the walk. So, yeah, I've just like I've, I'm around. I guess this is week three or four. I can't even remember. But uh, yeah, the agoraphobia is really it's really hitting me right now. Huh. Yeah. It's something I've always known I had, and it's the reason that I consciously go out every day. Yeah, like, yeah. go out and swim every day or go out and go for a long walk every day. It's because left to my own devices, I will I will just lock down to home and I will not leave. So I, I, I just go, nope, you got to go and do something. And unfortunately now uh, the world is saying, nope, just stay where you are. <laughs> and then everything that I basically you know do is uh, gone now out there. Uh, any places to perform or anything to see or any movies or uh, libraries or swimming or and now uh, the parks they've cut off so it's just like it's all done can't can't go, can't go anywhere can't do anything yeah so we've we've been doing a bit of gardening uh, a little good. bit of that that's good you know and uh, doing yeah, Lisa's stuff. been doing a ton of gardening here yeah our garden looks great it's it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a side benefit of this horrible thing. One of the one of the nice things about uh, nature is it keeps going even though other shit's going down. Mm. So it's like it's nice seeing the trees going. No, we're blooming. Yes, yeah, this doesn't affect us. So we're we're blooming. Like oh good, okay. So no one shut down nature right now. Uh, so you know we can uh, we can do stuff with that. So that that part's that part's good. I'll, I'll go and enjoy that while uh, while that's all going on. Yeah. If this had happened during the winter. This would be uh, so. I mean, it's already brutal, but it would be so brutal. Yeah. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, would, it would be terrible. Yeah, we're kind of. At least we have some way of some way of uh, of. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I can endlessly entertain myself indoors, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, some people some people who are more, but you know, because I'm very lucky. I, I have to leave the house. I have to go to my work every day. You know, so I I'm out. I'm out and about, and work is a very physical job. I'm, I walk. You know, I probably I think one time I had a step counter on me, and I walked sixteen thousand over sixteen thousand steps, and that was just a normal day of work. So, mm. you know, it's a lot of walking around, a lot of you know, click, getting this and getting that and carrying them around, and you know, so when I come home, I have really no interest in like walking. I'm outside already. <laughs> I was outside most of the day. I, uh, yeah. So, and then I just my personality type is the sort of like is the sort of person who likes to sit at a table and you know, draw or write or do things, type or whatever, you know, just get, you know. And then remember I told you that um, a couple of weeks ago I had, I had uh, power wash the back, back uh, patio off to clean it because it was quite, uh, it was quite yucky. And uh, so that felt very good. And so then I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing this. So then, so this weekend then I, I decided I was going to paint my kitchen cabinets. So I, started with the top ones and I emptied out all the kitchen cabinets, which by the way was kind of a dumb idea to do because Lisa's in the middle of doing her taxes and now the mm-hmm. area where she was working and doing her taxes is covered in plates and things like that. So, so not very helpful, but yeah, so, so I'm, and then a while ago I bought a back to tap dancing. Hey, well, I'm glad you're keeping in, in phys- mm-hmm. fine physical yeah. form there. Here, let me help you though. I'll get the me- metronome going again so you can, your tap dance. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I have, uh, this is like a number of years ago, we bought a new stove. And while I was buying it, there was, they were selling one of those microwaves that go above the stove and have like a vent in them. So they act kind of like a hood, but also have, they're a microwave. And so I thought, well, that'd be good to have. So I bought it. 
And then I never installed it because I'd always wanted to, for two reasons. One is I've always intended to repaint our cabinets, which is was kind of like a daunting undertaking for a while. I didn't really want to do it. But also because of the size of it, like it was okay when it was just a vent that was there, like the, the hood the, over, the, the, over the stove hood that with a fan in it that was fine but by adding like this the um by adding the microwave which is like you know it's like about 34 35 centimeters in height by adding that to this original original cabinet it it brought the microwave so it was just like almost touching the top of the you know like where the dials and things are for the for the for the stove so i had so i also had to take out the top cabinet over the over the oven and cut it down so now it's like, uh, I don't know, it's around 16 centimeter, like about eight inches, I guess. So, so yeah, so it's quite, quite a bit. So I had to like take it apart and saw it and then re-glue it all back together. And now, and I'm painting everything. So it was just, it was so much extra, it was so much work that I was kind of like, oh, do I want to do that? But I decided, uh, for the long weekend, for the Easter weekend that I was going to do it. So I started on Friday and, and, and took it all apart, but I'm still painting right now. It's just one of those sort of jobs where it's endless, endless things to have to do. <laughs> so yeah but i'm i'm gonna finish but i only did the top half so when they're done and all the dishes are back in place and uh, the, uh, the paint has to cure for a week so it can't happen right away then i'll take out everything from the bottom cabinets and start on those but i think those will be a little easier because um one thing i did in the top cabinets where I, we keep our glasses and stuff is i i installed little mini shelves in them like i just cut wood like sort of half the the length of the the original shelves that were there so just as a place to like put glasses above so that everything isn't all because you know and they're like these sort of tall deep shelves and you put stuff in them but you have all this wasted space so i decided it'd be better to have like little raised shelves so that i could keep the glasses and stuff you know put some underneath and put some on top of each other and so for our mug uh you know mug area or mug museum i have those and then where we keep our glasses and stuff then i have i have one there and then we also i also have one for where the plates and stuff go and, and so yeah it's uh but it, it adds to your painting time because it's a lot of fiddling around. So anyway, cool. that's what I've been doing. But I wanted to actually say that we have, well, first thing, um, I was curious about that Rudyard Kipling book because I, I was thinking that Starkey and Company didn't sound right. It's actually Stocky or S-T-L-K-Y and Company is the name of it. Oh, Appar okay. So it says it's a novel by Rudyard Kipling about adolescent boys at a British boarding school. It is a collection of school stories whose juvenile protagonists display a know-it-all, cynical outlook on patriotism and authority. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's not bad, actually. It's, it's a, I read it when I was in college. But we also had a, a, a message sent to us on Facebook okay. from Josh, and so I thought I would read that. Please do. So Josh sent us a question for our, our listeners' question show, so I will not be reading that, but I will All read right. his... He said... And to your question about favorite childhood series, I was always a fan of Beverly Cleary and her Henry Huggins books, Ribsy in particular. And he sent a um, picture of the book Ribsy, which I've never read. I read, I'm pretty sure Beverly Cleary wrote The Mouse and the Motorcycle, which I read when I was a kid. And I just love that. I love that story, although it's preposterous, but I still loved it. Do you remember, she, wrote, you read that she, wrote, she wrote Ramona the Past, right? Yes, she did the Ramona books as well. She and was, she just turned 104. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well... I guess did she also write? No, that was a different writer. Huh. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. Yeah, the most in the motorcycle is about a mouse who finds a toy motorcycle in a motel room that's been left by a family, and he makes it go by making a brrr sound with his lips, and it makes the motorcycle <laughs> run. 
Even as a kid, you're like, this is preposterous, but it's really good. And then uh, Josh goes on to say, thanks, and thank you for such an awesome show. You had me hooked when I stumbled across Full Marks last year. Aw. That's how we get you. That was the gateway drug. And I'm just going to, I know that there was some more, um, no, not there. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go forward. Let me go backwards and forwards. Let me go upside down, backwards and Go back this way. No, go back this way. Go back this way. (laughs) All right, here we go. So um, this is from Ed. Hi, Ed. Ed wrote to say, about all that bread baking, I have to, he says, I have, um, he may have typed this on his phone because there are, I don't know if he's missing some, uh, some articles in this, but he says, I have brag on my wife, Susan, who was ahead of the entire quarantine trend of baking homemade bread as early as last year. Ian, uh, it says, Ian, Susan too went through the arduous tasks of keeping the sourdough starter going night after night. And when I had a double <laughs> oven installed for her late last year, she, it has perfected her baking skills quite well. Her latest creation was an Amish sweetbread, which I'll post mm. the recipe below. Susan also refers quite a bit to the King Arthur flower website for tips, recipes, and tricks for all types of baking. I'll include a link for that too. Here's two loaves of the Amish sweetbread Susan made recently, which we ate almost one loaf immediately and froze the other. Yeah, I'm not losing any weight, he says. And he sent a picture of some wonderful looking bread, which you can see on our website. And then he has two links. One is homemade Amish sweetbread recipe. And the other is a link to uh, the King Arthur flower, which I thought was interesting because like King Arthur, of course, a legendary character from British uh, history. And then we here in Canada we have Robin Hood flower, which is yeah. another another legendary figure a uh, figure from uh, British history, possibly like King Arthur, possibly real, possibly not. It's hard to yeah. So there you go. What do you Neat. think of that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Is what I'm trying to say. I like it. Good. Uh, in fact, I would like to expand like I'd like to expand that to a question of the week, which is I like to uh, say like Have you learned like I know we've all been apparently making uh, bread. Uh, has uh, have have you learned how to make anything uh, during this time period? If you haven't, it's okay. Let's just say that's okay. But I'm going to cover like both like uh, like a food or like Dave building things. Like, are you are you are you making anything while this is all going on? Is there something that you are uh, creating? And it can be food. It could be something you're building. Uh, you could just be making things out of Lego. You could be uh, stacking your cats to make one big cat. That's also <laughs> fine. Uh, but yeah, just wondering what you're uh, what you're making uh, during this uh, during this time period. Cool. Yeah, that's okay. the question. That okay for the sub question then. Let's let's go back to the horror thing. Sure. And my question is, what is the scariest movie or TV show you ever saw as a kid? Ah, very good. Nice. Like, I'd like to know. I'd like to like for me that that Fantasy Island episode would probably probably at that point have been the most scary thing I'd ever seen. Okay, let's wa- and let's say uh, let's watch that. Let's watch that one, and we'll do a little uh, rundown of it next week. Cool. That sounds so, fun. That sounds so, fun. what is the episode called? In case anyone wants to watch it with us, what's uh, what's it called? I believe it's called the Nightmare. The I, Nightmare. All right. I can't say that with absolute certainty. Well, we'll why don't you look up what can, it's called and put on our site? Yeah. I'll, I'll post it with the, with the show, and all right. so we can have a uh, watching party. And let me just <laughs> let me just say, uh, are we kind of wrapping the show up now? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna it's, wrap. It's been uh, two and a half hours. Yes. What? And I'm losing my voice okay. pretty big time. Okay, let me just let me just say some stuff then, and you rest your voice. Okay. First thing, I just wanted to talk a little bit about fan swainers, which people may have noticed. We didn't really talk about it very much because we're dumb. 
But I think I could say we've been on a bit of a hiatus just because uh, theaters are closed and so it's hard for us to see new movies to discuss. But one thing Ian and I were talking about was the idea of you, dear listener, suggesting to us something that is available on popular streaming services that we could both watch, that you would like us to talk about. So we thought that we would have listeners make a suggestion of something they'd like us to talk about and then we would vote on it so right. and i'm uh i'm again horror because yes. i just can't watch that right sure now. sure that's, uh, so, that's fine. so that's a that's an x three. but aside from that yeah i'm uh, pretty much good yeah so i but if you do have some horror that you think is good let me know because i i do enjoy watching it and i would just do it separately from from yeah from me and so um so that's it yeah so you know here's how you can contact us just so you you know how to contact us so you can of course go to our website which is sneakydragon.com you will find the show there and you can comment underneath each episode and we really do like when you comment and it would be fun if you would write in some suggestions and that's a good way to do it or if you prefer to be more private with your suggestions you can go to sneakyd at sneakydragon.com that is our email address you can uh, uh, email us your your ideas your suggestions you can tweet us on Twitter, we're a sneaky underscore dragon. And in fact, that might be where one of the places where we set up, a, uh, I guess, a, what do you call it, a poll? Yeah. Yeah, to, to figure you out. Give a choice as to what yeah, we'll what, uh, yeah. end up watching. That's right. And then uh, we are also, I guess we're on Tumblr. Tumblr, we are. It's yeah. true. And we're on Facebook as well. Facebook, uh, we have a sneaky dragon page, and that's another place that you could send us suggestions. And we, I don't know, I'm sure we could set up a poll there. Those are the polls happen everywhere nowadays. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, we should also mention that uh, we're coming up on our 450th yeah, episode. Yeah, I was just going to say that. No, no, I'm going to tell you. Uh, okay. No, yeah, I thought, I thought uh, you wanted to rest your voice. I, I have no voice. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, speaking of writing into us, here's the other thing. You can be like Josh, who, who sent us one question, but here's the thing Josh is being. F- being very daring he's taking the 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 chance that his one question will get him a chance in our in our draw our prize draw at the end of the episode so what we would like you to do is send us questions each question is worth let's say one ticket in our in our draw so if you ask us five questions you would have five chances to win uh, a sneaky dragon t-shirt a mug some a collection of buttons for all of our podcasts, plus some of our our little extraneous in, uh, side jokes, uh, such as our blame uh, I blame Dave button and our siren button. Um, you would also uh, we also get, are also going to give away a bumper sticker and some other things. So so yes, so you can win that by asking us questions. So please send in your questions. This is for episode four hundred and fifty, our listener question show. This is I guess our fourth annual fourth annual no not fourth annual fourth biannual <laughs> listeners question episode and yes it's always fun and you make it fun by it asking basically it's actually an annual thing because it's like 52 weeks in the year so yeah. every 50th episode it's basically it is annual no basically no, not because, missing two weeks no no yeah because we would be at 100 we would do it too but we don't so every oh good point yeah good point yeah so our hundreds are our specials usually live shows and then our our every 50 Mid fifties, yes, is our question one. So, and by the next one, we'll be in our mid fifties. Yeah, that all makes sense. <laughs> That's right. And after this, then we will hit our our possibly our five hundredth episode. I don't wow! Know, I don't want to count our chickens, but you know, I have two of you them. You know, you have two of them. And listen, anything that's talking about a future where everything still exists, I'm down with right now. <laughs> great, great. So yeah, so there's those are all the things that we we would like you to do. We'd like you to answer our question of the week. 
This is your homework, everyone. Yeah. Well, let me also say, by the way, this is yeah. my promise to you on your uh, 500th, uh, our 500th episode. Sure. Uh, and this is not something that I normally care to do. Okay. But I'm going to promise this. Okay. Free hugs. Wow. Yeah, we'll do some wow. hugs. So we're going to do a live show then. Yeah, well, it's oh, not just you oh, and me in a room, and I'm we're getting all these get free as hugs. many people in that fucking room as possible, <laughs> as long as it's uh, physically allowed yeah, yeah. by the by the government and and everyone's good health. Yeah. And we are going to have uh, too many hugs. <laughs> yeah, well, that sounds fun. I like I I enjoyed that idea. Yeah. Okay. So, well, those are a lot of promises, everyone. So here's oh, here's our new set of things we have to do. So we'd like you to answer our questions of the week. You heard them. Have uh, Have you learned to make anything over this this last little period? And what is the scariest movie? I guess I could put book in there too. Movie, book, sure. or TV show that you saw or read when you were when you were a kid, or even like if you listen to old radio shows, like suspense can be pretty yeah. scary when you're. A kid. I'll even throw in video Ooh. games. Is there a super scary video game as well? Yeah. Yeah, I guess more modern ones. I can't imagine there are too many mm-hmm. scary. Who is scared of space invaders? I'd like to know that person, uh, <laughs> or maybe I wouldn't. So answer those questions send us some suggestions for fansplainers so we can uh, do some movies for that we'd love to get back to doing fansplainers and also remember to send us some questions for our 450th episode your questions are never wrong they're always fun and they help us make a great show so don't forget to to send us questions and you yes you listener you could be the person who gets in the mail a giant load of stuff that will confuse all of your friends. <laughs> so there you go. I'm even going to, uh, here's the thing. Yep. I'm going to put in as one of those things. Uh, I, I, I do a comic book called Extra Sisters. Yeah. And we, uh, we because comic book stores are now closed indefinitely, yeah. we basically got the uh, most recent issue. And we can't sell it in comic stores, but I got some comps. So if you win, I will give you a very, very, very rare uh, uh, sixth issue of uh, Exorcisters. Wow. Which, uh, try and get it on the shelves. You can't. Try and get it online. You can't. Uh, but you'll be getting it in your mail if you uh, if you win this. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's great. Okay, well, there we go, everyone. That was that was our show. I think it was good. I'm going to give this show, I'm going to mark it. Out of 100, I'm going to give it 63 and a half. <laughs> that's your highest grade. <laughs> it's the highest grade I've ever given a show. That's right. Wow, and I, that's fantastic. And as you know, I, I grade them each week. So so that's pretty good. Congratulations. And you, grade a, and you grave on a curve, and we're flattening that curve. We are. So that is great. And, well, as you can hear, the metronome is back on. And I believe that makes it time to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Your tap dancing is great. That's a great soft shoe you're doing there, sir. You just shuffle off to Buffalo. Very nice. Yay! (laughs) I love doing this show.